We are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. I thank you for watching live, watching on the repeat, listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, wherever you are. I appreciate you for being there. We got a whole lot going on tonight. We got to cover quite a few bases. We got to talk about the press conference today featuring um, Lynn Wood, Vernon Jones, CJ Pearson, Sidney Powell. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about the election coming up in Georgia. Please vote if you're in Georgia. Please vote for Kelly Loeffler and Purdue. Please vote. Do not boycott the vote. I'll talk about that a little bit more. Also, woke NASDAQ. So you got to be uh, kind of woke overseas, but really woke over here in America in order to be listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange. Really interesting. Did you guys see the Vanderbilt kicker, the, the young lady? Oh, it was a squib kick. She didn't mean to kick it. Man, come on, stop. Stop it. That that kick was so weak. Anybody could have, you could have got a guy off the street to fulfill her particular role. What was the point in having her out there? Also, the Dallas restaurant. Did you guys see the, the owner cuss those women out? Obama says, don't defund the police, but defund the police. Just don't say you're going to do it. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I appreciate y'all for being here. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. And I thank y'all for that. We got a whole lot to happen um, over the past few days. There's a whole lot to get through. I'm not really sure where to begin. I think that I want to start with... Um, hold on. I kind of want to wait a little bit for... Matter of fact, I'm going to kind of start from back to back to the front and then in the middle. I'm going to start with Obama, and then I'm going to get to Lynn Wood and all of that stuff, because there's a lot I want to say about Lynn Wood and the whole situation. So y'all just got to hang tight with me on that one. Y'all just got to hang in there and let me get, you know, my, my my thoughts together on the whole Lynn Wood thing, because that's really important. All right. Let's talk about Obama right quick, talking about defunding the police. Now, there was an interview that Obama did. I think it was. But some guy, it was Peter Hamby, some kind of name. Uh, this guy has a Snapchat show. It's weird. I've never seen a Snapchat finger snap. I don't know nothing about these snaps. Insta snaps, I don't know nothing about these shows. But he has a Snapchat show, apparently. And he also is a guy working for Vanity Fair. What's going on with Vanity Fair and all these um, exclusive interviews you're getting with politicians? You know, they had Cardi B and Joe Biden. Now they got Obama on Snapchat. Are they trying to appeal to the youngins? It's like, hey, I'm a youth, fellow youths, follow me. But I digress. Obama did an interview over on Vanity Fair, and he was saying that these, you know, snappy slogans like defund the police, we got to get away from that because basically when people hear it, they get turned off immediately. Now, the, the far left, the AOCs, Ilhan Omar's, they're going to get triggered about that. They're going to get really upset. They And Ilhan Omar said something. You know, one thing about these far leftists, um, they're not afraid of Obama. They're not afraid of that wing of the Democratic Party because they feel like they are in charge. And in many ways, they are. You know, Ilhan Omar being probably the ringleader. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the captain now. That's pretty much Ilhan. You know, she's Somali and everything, so it fits. But I don't want to be racist, so I digress. The whole point is that they're upset at Obama. 
Uh, Ilhan Omar was saying, hey, this is not just a snappy slogan to fund the police. This is a policy demand. We want the police to fund it. We will get the police to fund it. And that's what it's going to be. That's what Ilhan Omar is saying. Not me, obviously. I'm a big proponent of the police. We need more police, not less. They need to have more funding, not less funding. But people like Ilhan Omar, AOC, they're totally against the police being defunded. Okay, they're pretty much locking stuff with Antifa, the whole ACAB and all this and that, calling cops pigs. Colin Kaepernick is probably one of their best friends, right? Wearing socks with cops as pigs on it. They are totally anti-police. All right. But see, the, the crazy part is that people like Ilhan Omar and AOC aren't much different than Obama. They're really very similar. It's just a matter of how you want to get the point across. Do you want to get it across directly and bluntly by saying defund the police? You know, you hate cops, all this and that. Or do you want to just kind of finesse it? Because be clear, Barack Obama also wants to defund the police. Joe Biden also wants to defund the police. They all want to defund the police, but they're going about it in a different way. When you ask Joe Biden, hey, do you want to defund the police? He'll say, well, I kind of want to take money and put it over here and redistribute it. He won't say, yes, I want to defund the police, but his policies and his actions will lead to the police being defunded. Because if you, quote unquote, divert money away from armed patrol on the streets and put it towards, quote unquote, mental health and, you know, homeless services, that takes money away from the police. You're defunding the police. Now, maybe in Joe Biden's mind or in Barack Obama's mind, it doesn't really work like that because they're able to, how can I say, they're, they're able to still have the money be in, in the police force. It'll just be less of money going towards armed forces in the police. But that's the fun of the police because when we're talking about police, we don't mean social workers. We don't want to have, you know, Miss Susan come outside when it's a homeless guy who's high on cocaine, PCP, meth, whatever kind of drug he's on, tearing stuff up. Like I said in my video, you don't want the Incredible Hulk out there on the streets high as the gas is expensive back during the, you know, Iraq war days. You don't want that guy to be, you know, just swinging boulders and bricks and bottles and everything else. And you're going to send Miss Susan out there to deal with him. What is she going to do aside from get herself severely injured? You got to have police out there with arms to protect not only themselves, but those that are around them and the person himself who is, you know, having some kind of mental breakdown, whatever the case may be. OK, maybe you got a mental problem. Is that in the third? OK, that's fine. But guess what? You're out here. You're swinging them bows. You're swinging boulders. You're as strong as an ox and you're 400 pounds. What am I going to do aside from come out there with armed forces? All right. So when Obama says, let's not defund the police or let's not say we're going to defund the police, but let's put more money towards mental health. Let's put more money towards not letting little Tyrone or Rahim or whoever go to the penitentiary when they arm robbery, um, it, when they pull an armed robbery on a convenience store. It's the same thing. It's no difference. So Ilhan Omar and AOC are just arguing with Barack Obama on the marketing of the exact same policies is really no difference. And Barack Obama said that the Democrats should give AOC a bigger platform. So he's definitely 
hand in hand with them to see them fight is kind of like seeing the wwe fight you know it's not real and the winner and loser is predetermined and the fight is to set up other fights kind of like a dragon ball z type thing leave you in the cliffhanger they fight and then it's like okay wait for the next fight that's pretty much what's going on right now with the uh democratic party on that side of things now you got your joe mansions and whatnot your more moderate democrats that are truly against the aocs but a lot of the Democrats that are in power, they're with AOC, they're with Ilhan Omar. They are just like their inner voice. AOC and them, or the so-called squad, they are advocating for the things that the Democrats, the establishment types, want to advocate for, but may have been a little bit too afraid to do because it, it had no real chance of being able to succeed in, to succeed in the past. But now here we are with no such thing as gender. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Now that kind of behavior, it seems like it's normal. And that's pretty much what that is. All right. But thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. I appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe right now. And when you do that, click the bell so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Alrighty. But yeah, Barack Obama, no different than AOC, Ilhan Omar. It's just different messaging. You know, Barack Obama got the Billy D. Williams. You know, don't let this move taste fool you, that type of thing. And, you know, Ilhan and whatnot, it's just screechers. It's just the equivalent of screechers on the ground. And Obama's like this creature whisperer. That's pretty much what's happening with that. So this little made up little conflict between the two of them, between the two camps, there ain't no conflict. They're pretty much one and the same. It's very few Democrats that would really go against AOC and Ilhan Omar when it really comes down to it. You know, the corruption and whatnot that they have over on the squad can be seen all throughout the federal government, local government, city, state government, everywhere. It's all over the place. It's not even just exclusive to them. They're just a more... Uh, you know, vocal and prominent people that do stuff like that. But I digress. Let's talk about Lynn Wood and the press conferences today. Now, shout out to everybody out there that's trying to fight for this election. We know there was fraud going on and our objective is to be able to prove it and get a desired result, which is to have the legal votes counted and the illegal votes thrown out. That is the ultimate objective. And then whoever wins from that is whoever wins. If we get down to the bottom of it, we take out all the dead folks and all the fraudulent votes and whatnot. And it says that Joe Biden was the winner. Then it is what it is. But that the math does not add up. You've had mathematicians testify that the math does not add up. I'm talking about non-affiliated people. Some say, oh, these hearings are just right-wing echo chambers it's not like that you got people that are not political at all democrats republicans unaffiliated libertarian uh just professional normies people that don't even get involved with politics they've all come forward and they've given their two cents about the whole situation and it's crazy even just regular leftist normies that i know are saying hey this is kind of crazy they what's going on with them on the left to some of the lefty normies they're saying well it is what it is so what we know that biden cheated but they're going to take it so they don't even really care their integrity just ain't really there they don't really care too much about who cheated or what they just want to get the victory but i'll move right along 
anyway, there was a mathematician that testified about the election being fraudulent, that the possibilities of the way that the vote happened and the percentage increase and that it was so many mathematical possibilities. It just wouldn't make sense. He said that um, he would not have certified the election if it were up to him because he didn't want to have any kind of lawsuits on his head or anything like that, because it would obviously be wrong. It would obviously be incorrect. And at a certain point, you got a responsibility to make sure that things are correct. If you're out there and your job is to certify the election as mathematician or something like that, you must use your skills, your expertise to come to uh, a fair conclusion, an honorable conclusion. It can't be any outside forces that impact your decision. And if you do do that, then there's going to be some problems for you legally, maybe even in a criminal way, but most certainly in the civil way. The guy was like, look, I cannot certify these results this is a mathematician an expert from i forget what university he was from but from a pretty big um you know institution and as a result of his testimony he got suspended from twitter at least for a brief period of time i think he was suspended from twitter while the hearing was going on so it's, it's crazy you got the mainstream media that are trying to silence us who were trying to challenge the election you have the elected politicians you got the uh, liberal lamestream media they're it, all against it big tech they're against it it's this whole big thing right so i saw some of the press conference shout out to everybody that was there um you had sydney powell lynn wood the attorneys you had cj pearson he did very well cj pearson is also i think the youngest elector in the u.s if I'm wrong about the specifics of it, let me know in the comments below. But I know he's very young and he's a elector. And you also had Vernon Jones. They all did very well. But um, Lynn Wood. I, OK, I'm going to just get straight to it. I'm going to get straight to the, the meat and all that good stuff. All right. I'm going I'm to just go ahead and say what I got to say. I, I don't think that it makes sense for Lynn Wood to try and say we need to boycott the election in Georgia because People in the GOP aren't doing what we want. So basically, he's saying, look, we want the GOP to ensure a fair and safe election. We all want that for sure. My question to Lynn Wood would be, what do we want them to do that they can do right now? All right. And how would not voting for them help us? Because let's be clear. We got to look at it in a, in a real way. Let's say that. Trump is able to succeed in his fight. Well, we're able to see, we're able to succeed in our fight to see that Trump gets his whole thing overturned. And let's say he's able to win, right? So you still got to be able to govern with the normal rules that are in place. You still got to have help on a lower levels. So you got to have help in the um, judicial branch, or and you got that with the Supreme Court. To a certain extent, but you need help in legislative. You need the House and the Senate. So the House, that's the Democrats. They they had they control that. Although we gained a lot of seats in the House, which is pretty weird. We gained 14 seats in the House, but somehow lost the election. Anyway, we gained a bunch of seats in the House, but the Democrats still control the House. The uh, Georgia election will determine if we control the Senate on the right or if they control it on the left as Democrats. So if we lose the Georgia election because we boycott it and Trump's able to win, then when Trump gets in office, he's going to have 
a Democrat House and Senate, he's going to have a very hard time getting anything done. Remember, Amy Coney Barrett is only there because we have uh, or we had at least a GOP run Senate. If it were not for that, then it wouldn't have happened. She'd be the next Merrick Garland. That's the only reason why Merrick Garland did not get appointed to the Supreme Court under Barack Obama. It's because we had a Republican House and Senate. If it were the other way around, then we wouldn't be here. You know, it, it just, it just, you be having Merrick Garland as Supreme Court Justice. And if the Democrats had both the House and the Senate this time, then you would not have Amy Coney Barrett. You would have the, the court flip. But that's a different story. I digress. My whole point is that you got to have, we gained 16 seats, no hate, just facts. Wow. 16 seats in the House, but uh, Trump loses. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know, tell me that makes any sense. But anyway. What purpose, what, what is the reasoning, what is the logic behind boycotting the election if we need this election to be able to get to Senate? If Trump was able to win and we don't have the Senate, then it's like we're shooting ourselves in the foot for what? I don't think that, I don't think we should follow what Linwood is saying. Even Trump said it. He was like, okay, honest, and you guys, you won a fair election, as do I. Trump's the main guy out there fighting, in my humble opinion. A lot of others are fighting. We're fighting for him, of course. But Trump does not have to be fighting like this, but he is. He's saying, please go out there and vote for Purdue and Loeffler in Georgia. Don't just boycott or put Trump's name in there. Please go out there and vote. You know, it's not about rewarding the GOP down in Georgia or anywhere else. It's about just making the move that's best for ourselves as, as a nation and as, and as individuals. You want to have the Senate be controlled by the Republicans. You don't want to have a Democrat Senate. People can't just look at what's happening right now and feel jaded or upset. You got to look at the greater picture that goes far beyond Trump. Did you know that Senate seats are for six years? So even past Trump, you're going to have these people in office. This is a long ranging thing, you know, not quite to the Supreme Court level, but it's a long ranging thing. You got to have the GOP in the seat now. Are Kelly Loeffler and whatnot, are they perfect? Of course not. But who, what's the better option? Um, uh, John Ossoff, is that who you want to be in there? I mean, come on. We got to just make sure we're doing the right thing. So please go out there and vote. If you're in Georgia, go out there and vote. Do not listen to Linwood. You know, shout out to Linwood for getting that settlement for my man. Um, I, I forget his name. The, the, the young boy that was out there with, with the Covington kids. You guys know what I'm talking about. He did a very good job getting the man some settlement money and bringing forth the case that he was discriminated against and it was a problem, right? So shout out to him for doing that. But this is a little bit different. You're talking about the Senate and I'm not going to just say boycott because now you're gambling with the future. Um, he's saying that we could vote for them if they do X, Y, and Z. But see, the message people hear is don't vote because we're upset. Don't vote because this is an issue, all this and that. People are just not going to vote and they're not even going to really dig into the reason why. They're just not going to do it. So please go out there and vote. That's just my two cents. So Nick, Sam Thank you for that. Nick Salmon. Shout out to Nick Salmon. Yeah, Linwood, that was, um, he, he did a good job getting Nick Salmon his settlement monies. You know, he's, he's a good lawyer that way. But you're talking about future of the nation. We need to take things a little bit more seriously and be a little more calculating. 
six years in the Senate? Is it worth just gambling, talking about, oh, well, they got to do X, Y, and Z? And then my question is, what does Lynn Wood want us to do as far as holding the GOP in Georgia and or the U.S. accountable? What does he want us to have them do? Okay, signature audit. Now, what if that happens and it still comes back the same way? It's like, where, where do we go from here? We have to press forward and do whatever we can. And one thing about the current election, or the one that passed between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, um, a lot of votes were cast and a lot of votes were counted. We're trying to determine if some votes are fake, determine if some votes should not have been counted. We got to figure that out. And if there's a bunch of votes that were fraudulent brought in from the outside and they get subtracted and we have all legitimate votes, then we can win that way. Potentially take away the fake votes, keep our legitimate votes, keep all the legitimate votes, not just ours on our, on our side, keep all the legitimate votes. We could win that way. But if we just didn't vote, then it wouldn't be any legitimate votes to count. It's the same thing going on here in Georgia. People say, oh, it could be another steal or whatever. If Trump's able to identify where the steal is at and is able to reverse it and we have the votes and we actually cast it and they're counted, then he could succeed that way. But if we don't vote in this election in Georgia, then there are no votes to be able to count and go towards a victory. So we end up losing. It doesn't make any sense at all. When I was hearing that before, talking about, oh, you know, uh, put Trump's name in there if you're in Georgia or somewhere else, rather than Loeffler, I'm like, what are we doing? We need to win this race in Georgia. And I've said it before, long before this whole thing with voter fraud went on or whatever, you got to vote often. You got to vote for the dog catcher on up to the president. And I still, stay this, I still say the same thing. Okay, you can fight voter fraud as an independent issue, but don't take it out on people like Kelly Loeffler because we're not seeing the results we want right away. So that's just kind of how I'm at with it, you know. Like I said, if you are in Georgia, please vote for Loeffler and Purdue. Simple. All right. But we got a whole lot going on, so I'm going to go ahead and get to the next topic. And you guys can call in a little bit later. I know you guys want to talk about the whole Georgia thing. Somebody says, I'm soft. That's a troll right there. I'm going to go ahead and get you out of here. And shout out to all the trolls for watching. You guys help me keep the algorithm moving. All right. And somebody said, hold on. Somebody said, ABO died. I'm right here. All right. But what else we got going on? Um, oh, woke NASDAQ. So like I was saying earlier, NASDAQ is proposing a new rule. It's like a change. They're saying if you are a company that's listed in their exchange, you got to have diversity quotas. You must meet them. You got to have two... Um, quote unquote, diverse members of your board. Now, the standard is different depending upon where you are in the world. If you live in the U.S., you got to have you have the most strict um, uh, standard to meet. One person must be a woman and the other person must be either an ethnic minority, meaning a brown person usually. Or a part of the LGBTQ, ABC, DFG squad. So you got to be one of the two. Now, overseas, it's more lenient. All you got to have is two women. 
So, like I was saying in the video, you could be from Saudi or something like that, where the whole LGBT thing is not really a thing at all. You can just bypass that one. You just got to have two women. Now, my question over here in the States would be, how does... Okay, how can I put this? If one of the two people wants to be a woman, a, a, a woman, a woman, how does... How do you really verify that? You understand? Because... I can identify as a woman, right? I could say, you know what? My name is Antoinette, and I'm a woman. So, therefore, I fulfill the obligation of the woman role. Don't assume my gender. Yeah, I know you see my voice. You look at the way I am. I got, I got a little 5 o'clock shadow, whatever. That's fine. But, look, don't be a bigot. Don't judge me. I identify as a woman. What are you going to do? And then the same thing with somebody being LGBTQ, ABCDFG. In theory, you can have two white guys that could fill both of those roles. The white guy can identify as a woman. Okay, we've seen that in the reverse with, what's that, Ellen, Elliot Page? And I was offended at Elliot Page. Elliot Page or Ellen Page, whatever their name is. I guess they were in a movie called Juno. I've never seen that. And they were in something else I've not seen either. But um, I was offended at their dude outfit because it's like, hold on. I'm, I'm going to bring up the dude outfit right quick that I was offended by. Yeah, I was offended by the dude outfit because it's like, look, a polo shirt. So a polo shirt and a hat, that's your dude outfit. I'm offended. I'm suing copyright infringement. I do not like this at all. You know, you can't just take my whole little look right here and then be like, well, I'm a dude now. But hey, different story. But that's the point right there I'm making. It's like, this is a biological woman that now identifies as a man. And they are a white person. So what would stop a white man from identifying as a woman? And why would that same man not be able to identify as a black person or as a gender, queer, non-conforming or whatever? They could be looking like Bob the Builder, Mr. Clean, uh, whoever, you understand? Uh, a straight truck driver. You've been, you've been chopping blocks for the past 40 years, smoking Newports, you know, a, a mountain man, right? But you can identify as whatever you want to, correct? And if you question them, then you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're intolerant, and you're not open to others' points of view. So what is the purpose of the whole thing to begin with, with these so-called quotas? And it's illegal, like I was saying before. It's illegal because you're talking about gender-based discrimination and also race-based discrimination. That is illegal in the USA. So how can you even do this to begin with? Like I said, it's a proposed rule. You got to have the SEC to sign off on it, but it might be a little more than that. It might go to court because if there's any kind of group out there that can sue against it, they should sue against it because this is a clear case of violating, you know, the, the, the race-based or gender-based or sexual orientation-based discrimination. Like I was saying before, you can't just say, you know what, um, this particular discrimination helps me Therefore, I like it. It can't be like that. It's a, it's still the same thing. It's discrimination. It may help you. You may like it, but it's not right. It's not legal. All right. So you just can't do it. So I want to see how the whole thing plays out. I don't understand why NASDAQ would do this. I don't really get it. Maybe they just they're kind of getting caught up in this whole woke spiral. And maybe the spiral starts when they get into this hiring sprees, all these you know, diverse people, they try to bring in diversity to the particular place and they're getting advice from these consultants and they're saying, hey, you know what we got to do? 
We must force diversity. We have the power. We can enact change. Let's force diversity by making the companies that are in the exchange adhere to these quotas. And by the way, like I said in the video, 75% of the companies in NASDAQ would not be able to meet these quotas. 75%. So three out of every four, only one fourth, 25%, a very small piece of the companies would be able to meet these particular metrics. And going back to what I was just saying, you can meet them, like you can have two straight white guys and they can identify as whatever they want. And it can be, you can have some kind of momentary identification. All right, check it out. When I sign the paper and I identify as Marilyn Monroe, but my name is, um, you know, Bob Hankersmith, I just felt like a woman in that particular point in time when I signed the paper. And then I felt like that every board meeting when I meet in front of y'all to prove who I am. And if you think anything different than you're a bigot, how are you going to stop that from happening? That's what I would do if I was in this position and I had to, you know what I would do? I would call a board meeting and be like, look, they want us to have these little quotas to be into the exchange. So take it for the team. I Bob and um, Ted, I need you to identify as Marilyn and Felicia. Go out there and do that right now. Put on this little yarn wig and come on back to the station. We'll get some hot dogs, chicken nuggets and call it a day. That's what I would do. But hey, it is what it is. It, it just goes to show how dumb wokeness is. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It doesn't help anybody. It's just a way to virtue signal and to show others how um, non-racist you are and how progressive you are. But really, you're not progressive. You're regressive. You're going back to racist laws and you're making a fool of your whole company in the process. For what reason? No reason that I see. But hey, I move right along. Also, did you guys see Vanderbilt, the college, get into their wokeness? Um, so Vanderbilt... They had allegedly, I'm not sure if it's true or not, because I've seen reports to say that otherwise, allegedly the first female college football player at a high level school. Some said that it was more, it was, it was somebody else played like at Colorado back in like 2002. I don't know anything about that, but either way it goes, it's not very common to have a woman play um, college football with men. And I think that it shouldn't happen before I even get into it women should not play any organized sports with men period that the closest thing would be like golf or some other non-contact sport not football for sure or basketball or anything of the sort definitely not hockey mma oh my goodness did you guys see fallon fox the the transgender uh mma fighter um biological male that became female became um this person cracked a woman's skull and they, they, weren't, they weren't even a really a good, they weren't even a good fighter. They just happened to be a biological male. Males, men, men are built differently, different bone structure, hip structure, testosterone, instincts, pain tolerance. Everything is different with men. We don't have certain organs internally or externally that women have and vice versa. So it, it doesn't make sense to put, a woman into men's sports, especially not contact sports. Now, of course, this was not, she was not, you know, on the field, like running, running slant routes or on a line or nothing dumb like that. Um, her being on the field is dumb anyway, but definitely not, you know, actually in the mud. So she was a kicker. 
Now, the, the kick that she did was so embarrassing. You're talking about it almost went nowhere. If I could find it, I'll put it up on the screen. Um, she came out later talking about, oh, it was a squib kick or a pooch kick. It's like, all right, well, look, if you pooch the kick, meaning you, you kicked it in a way to where it didn't go to the returner, you're trying to just keep him at a certain point and have him run, run the ball back. Well, if you could kick so far, kick it through the back of the end zone, is that legal in college sports? It should be. And you're on a 35-yard line. How hard can that be to not have the person return it? And the reason why you got to the 35-yard line is a more recent rule because they did that to prevent returns because there was injuries on returns and stuff like that. So you should be straight, right? But no. That the little kick was, was nowhere. Matter of fact, let me see. Sarah Fuller kick. I'm going to bring it up right quick. Um, now here it is. <laughs> and it was hilarious. She had this little this little pre-game, this little pre-kick ritual. I was like, really? Yes, NKM. It was like the Fauci baseball throw. Exactly. Facts. Big time facts. All right. Now, here is the kick. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. But you, you see, she got the arm up. It's like, really? You're gonna go through all these little theatrics, kick the ball. But no sound because I ain't trying to get striked. And there's the kick. <laughs> I mean, literally, if you blink, if you were to blink, you would have missed it. It went about 30 yards. Let's, let's run it back one more time. Okay, so this is Sarah Fuller at Vanderbilt. And the title says under the video, Vanderbilt Sarah Fuller becomes first woman to play in a power five football game. All right. So here it is. Nowhere. It, it was hilarious to, to hear the crowd. I, I can't play the sound because I ain't trying to get striped, but the crowd was like kind of amped up a little bit when they saw her out there. And then when she kicked it, it was like, oh, <laughs> he's talking about the air being let out of the balloon. It was crazy. But yeah, it was like, man, come on. All of that for what? And then if the guy was to be able to return it some kind of way, I mean, I don't think kickers get the, the <laughs> they, they get demolished, especially like um, punters and stuff like that. That was a kickoff. That wasn't a punt or not. That was a kickoff. All right. But I've seen punters, you know, when a guy's able to hop the line or he's able to get around the edge and, you know, hit the punter. Man, it's not it's not looking too good. So you got this young lady out there getting hit by some 19 year old dude head first. Oh, man, you got men that get seriously paralyzed out there in the field a woman uh, it's no reason for a woman to be on the football field with men period back to the kitchen back to playing uh field hockey or whatever you playing but don't be out there in the field with the men all right and the, the funny part is that the the black head coach got fired like the next day that was hilarious now some said he was cementing his legacy by having the woman out there. I feel like they did that. They, they put her out there to overshadow his firing because they didn't want to get accused of being racist, which it wasn't racist. Vanderbilt, by the way, was losing when she kicked the ball. 21 zap, as a cool kid say back in the day, 21-0. And they had an 0-8 record in the season. 0-8. They had not won a game all season. Zero wins, eight losses. And throughout the past six years of the head coach being there, they were like 25, 55, 25 wins, 55 losses, something like that. So not a very good win-loss record. They weren't doing very well this season. They had, they had won zero games. 
And in the game they just played, they were getting stomped into the curb like wine, like dust. So it's like, what are you going to do but get fired? Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe his team wasn't really that good. I mean, you got girls on the team. How good can your roster be? You understand? But at a certain point, that's kind of how the cookie crumbles in sports. If you're a coach, you're going to get fired if your team doesn't really do well. It is what it is. Not everybody's blessed to be Phil Jackson and have uh, <laughs> Kobe and Shaq, uh, uh, Jordan and Scotty. Not everybody's good enough to have those or fortunate enough to have those guys on your team. But come on, you're not doing very good. All right. So it, it is. Yeah, the coach. It was justified for sure. Most certainly. He, he just wasn't doing a good job. It is what it is. You could be a good coach and that's fine, but. I mean, the win-loss record says it all right there. I think they had her out there to overshadow his firing to prevent from being called racist. Hey, we can't be racist. We got a woman out there kicking the football. Aren't we so woke? Aren't we so progressive and everything else? But, hey, it was a joke back to the kitchen. It was a joke. We got to be able to lighten up a little bit. You know, I'll joke on myself. Like I was saying about the young lady earlier, still in my style with the polo and the hat. I feel offended. She took my style, the dude outfit. This, this is my outfit right here. She can't take my whole thing. All right. But thank you all again for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that as well. Click the bell while you at it so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. All right, yeah, kickers do get hit sometimes. You could be out in the field, you know, you could be a, um, a kickoff kicker. If the guy runs it back and he's running for, you know, uh, a touchdown, if he's able to bypass all the guys, he gets a kickoff return for a touchdown. Usually what happens is they run past all the other guys by chance. Maybe they run through them, run past them, might get an angle, might get a little lane. They're quick, they can run past the kicker is the last line of defense. And if you dare trying to tackle him and he's five foot ten. No, nah, matter of fact, he's like five foot eight, 220 pounds, like Barry Sanders or, you know, Emmett Smith. I mean, you cannot tackle him. A, a guy that's that short and that compact with muscle is like getting hit with a boulder going full speed. I'm talking about you cannot tackle him. I played football before, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tall. And when I was, like 14, 15, I was still about 6'2". I'm like 6'3 now. I'm not the same size I was back then. But tackling with them little guys, you got you to gotta get down. It's a, it's a better, it's a different center of gravity. You get hit, if you get hit by one of them guys, it's a wrap. You're going to be pretty much on your back. And the woman, you're talking about broken ribs, all of that. It's, it's going to be all bad. It's going to be all bad. Oh, the Dallas restaurant owner. I want to address him right quick because this was... Um, I enjoyed that video for a few reasons, but I also had my critique. Now, if you guys didn't see it, there's a restaurant in Dallas. It's a black spot, right? And the race does matter. We'll get to that in a minute. It's a black spot. Nice downtown Dallas. The owner put up like a million dollars or more in the restaurant to get the place built and staff and food and everything else. During the scandemic, I mean pandemic, he did this. And he wanted a spot that's nice for black folks, right? Something for us uh, to hire us, all this and that. Doing for the quote-unquote black community, right? Doing a good thing rather than having drugs and gangs and violence and whatnot. I got a restaurant, so come one, come all. 
Let's do it this way. Let's do it the right way, right? Okay. Boom. Now, it was some young ladies in there that were standing on his furniture, on his couches, chairs, or whatever, and twerking in the restaurant. Now, this is not a spot like that. This is uh, tables and chairs, restaurant. There's no dance floor or anything of this sort. This is just a restaurant. You sit down and eat your food, right? So we asked the young ladies politely, hey, let's not do that. You know, get off the chairs. You know, this is kind of dangerous. You're leaning up against a glass wall. It could break. We can get sued for that. Please don't do it. He asked them politely once, I think maybe even twice. But by the third time that, that them, them barrels came out, the pump came out and he let him have it with both barrels. You know, he started cussing. You know, it was like, man, don't do this effing stuff. If you don't like it, get that from our restaurant. He was really letting them have it because he was upset that they were ignoring him. He asked them politely to stop the twerking, but they kept on twerking. So he was really upset with them. And he was talking about how it was ridiculous. And he started cussing and whatnot. People got mad about that. They said he was slut shaming. Um, he was not being respectful to the women and all this and that. I think he did a great job by setting them straight. You can't go into this man's restaurant and disregard his rules. Okay. He, he told you the rules politely once probably twice but three times you're out all right he could have called the police you know trespassing you're doing the wrong thing i've seen guys back when i was in the club doing my my club flyer thing just working in there i didn't see guys get thrown out on their head i saw a guy one time um he was picked up by two bouncers like a battering ram and they used his head to open the door <laughs> and they threw him out like um jazz on the fresh prince like ah they threw him out like that i seen that happen so the guy was nice he had a few little cuss words here and there but it wasn't anything that was really major but the blue check woke mafia called him a misogynist and he's a sexist and slut shaming he did the right thing however his wrong move was attracting them to begin with he had a dj right in the front on the ones and twos right that, that's club element stuff. And they, he was playing, throw them hind parts in the circle. I'm censoring the hind parts word. It's a different word. Start with an A. You know what it is. Throw them hind parts in the circle, what they were playing loud in the restaurant. So that kind of music and the DJ right there, you know, Bit Boy, DJ Bit Man, whatever his name is, you're sending a signal that this is, this is a spot where you can just do whatever you want, that you can just get on the chair and twerk. Because you're not playing the appropriate music, the setting, it gets kind of confusing to some. But when the man asks you, hey, don't do that, you got to stop. But see, the, the, the mistake was already made by having them be there to begin with. When I was doing my thing with the club flowers back in the day, my, my goal was to market the promoters correctly and the club correctly. So I didn't have any kind of hood stuff on the flyers. No, no gang colors or nothing crazy like that. It was all nice and smooth to invite the the the, the non-rowdy, non-chaotic people. And it was always good. Never no problems at where I would market at. Sometimes you get some of these dope boys that come into some money and they put into a restaurant and they don't care too much about trying to attract the right crowd, the wrong crowd. They're trying to get a crowd. So they'll let um little um little uh little glock nine from the projects coming there with his whole crew 
they don't really care because they're trying to get a crowd. They're trying to get money in there. And then when the club gets shot up six months later, they act surprised because they didn't do what they needed to do to prevent the crowd from coming. And I think that's part of what my man did in Dallas. But he's going to learn uh, the DJs got to go and don't play Thunder High Parts in the Circle. Don't play this, this ratchet music. You got to go smooth jazz. You know, you got to invite the auntie crowd or just a regular family crowd. Don't invite the, the club element to a restaurant if you don't want the club element to exist at the restaurant. That's pretty much what it is. But aside from that, he was right on point. You, you live and you learn. That's right. You live and you learn. All right. The video, I can't really play it because it's custom. Matter of fact, can I play it? Hold on. I'll play the video right quick of him um, admonishing the young ladies. Because I got it in my video and I censored it. Hold on. Let me see. Where is it started? At? Okay. So, I give you the context. The twerking and whatnot. So, you already got that part. I'm going to just show where the guys um talking about what's going on. So, let's put it on desktop. Oh, there we go. Okay. This building into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a the floor. Stop the music, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and sh take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are talking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it now. Don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. So that was the owner right there just letting them have it. It was like, look, I done told y'all I started twerking. Y'all, you're not trying to listen. Now you got to just get this verbal beat down and he's, he, not, nothing he said there was wrong but the blue checkers on twitter were upset they're triggered oh you shouldn't be doing this and this is slut shaming and all this and that you know nah the man was right it's his restaurant that's that's a problem right there you can't you can't have nice things you can't have a good establishment if you don't respect it why would i want to invest into a place where i can't even have my rules be respected what's the point i might as well just go do something else with my money I'll put it into a bank, a mutual fund, real estate, move away from the country, do something else rather than trying to help y'all. Rather than investing here, I'll go elsewhere. What's the purpose in going back there? Yeah, I definitely would have clapped. That, that was an award winning speech right there. Okay. That was an award winning speech. But like I said, you got the DJ up front, DJ Big Main, 216, whatever his name is, playing throw them high parts in the circle. So... What you don't want is the kind of person that would like that music. So in order for him to not have to even be dealing with a kind of reckless, you know, back talking, I do whatever I want to do. You can't tell me nothing to prevent him from doing that again. He has to change up his marketing. That's all. Change the marketing. You won't have these problems anymore because that was a problem. That was definitely a problem. I won't say it was his fault. That they're not listening to his commands or his requests and his establishment that he owns. But at the same time, you want to try to avoid that. You want to try to like not invite them or not, um, you know, not 
unintentionally invite them. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that that's pretty much what it is. It's not even about the specific kind of music. It's about the element in which people think that they're at. They think, oh, okay, you playing this. It's a DJ out front. It's a black spot. I can do whatever I want because there's other spots that are just like that. So to the people that are out there doing that in their mind, they think, oh, I'm somewhere else. I could do whatever I want. I don't need to respect him. So what? I go over here. I do that. So I can't come over here. You see what I'm saying? You have to present a different environment. So people that have come from a similar environment do not think they can do what they do at the other environment that's similar. It's not even about the specific song that's played. It's about the kind of feel you get. If you get the same feel here that you get at the club spot, you think you're at the club spot. That's all that it is. You know, like if I go into a, a nice restaurant, you get the feel of it must be nice. I'm not going to go to a spot that's like McDonald's and pay 100 bucks for a plate. I'm not paying that anyway, but I'm not going to go to a spot that looks like McDonald's and pay that much. I may expect to pay McDonald's prices if it has the feel and ambiance and service and all of that of McDonald's. But I digress. Thank y'all again for being here. If you like what you heard so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Did I get everything? Oh, Obama right quick. Then I got Super Chats. Um, and then we get to the calls. Now, Barack Obama... Now, I already, already said that. I forget because I was going to go from the back to the front. So I covered everything. All right. Super Chats on deck. And then I'm going to get to the calls. Shout out to Charles Turner Jr. who says, RIP to Mr. Walter Williams. I heard about his passing this morning while listening to Kim Matthews who filled in for Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Lewis from Spain says, I was giving Trump 40%, but after his last speech and giving him 60% chances of winning, I was wrapping on up with a nice boat president on top. There you go. Thank you for that. Shout out to uh, Hake. Hake Report, what's going on, boss? From Justin Lee Peterson Show. Thank you for being here, man. You guys a cool emoji. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to 12th Man Hawk Alaska who says, um, what's up, homie? Everything is all good. Let me see. Um, and Violet Shortcut asked me in the chat, did you watch Dr. Linda Lee Tarver's testimony? I was astonished how eloquent, sharp-minded, and smart she is. Absolute pleasure to watch. You could um, do an interview with her. Is that, is that lady had on like the, the cowboy hat? I saw some of that, but I did not watch the entire thing. I need to watch the entire thing. I, I just saw so many clips that didn't have the thing in its entirety. I want to see the full situation. If that was her, if you're talking about her. Shout out to Matthew Phillips who says, is y'all here? Volvo owner is a new woke term for women. No, no, stop. Stop it. You, you're not telling me the truth, are you? And they continue. Well, leftists try to socialize Volvos because ownership implies individualism, capitalism, freedom, and white supremacy. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I thought it was no private ownership, right? And you know what I mean? So how are we going to do that? But I digress. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to 12th Man Alaska. It says, shared on Parlor. Kilgore777 says, thank you, ABL. Keep spreading the truth. You're doing God's work, my friend. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you to Matthew Phillips, who says, my bad if my previous super chat was vulgar. Here's some support for before my glorious leader, Blackface Trudeau Castro, takes it for socialist programs. <laughs> uh, shout out to, okay, Caden Smith says, thoughts on Ellen Page. Yeah, the whole thing about Ellen Page, I'm going to say it like this. I put it in a tweet on my Twitter, but I'm going to just repeat it right here. It's confusing because Ellen Page, and if you guys don't know, Ellen Page is in a movie called Juno, if I'm not mistaken. 
and she was in something else. I don't watch a lot of movies like that or, you know, Netflix type stuff. So I don't really know what else she's in, but she's an actress. Um, last year, she came out as lesbian. And I think she's married to a woman and she got married as a lesbian. If I'm wrong about that, let me know in the comments. I could be wrong. But um, I do know she came out as a lesbian last year. The married part, I'm not really sure. But now she's coming out as transgender and has changed her name to Elliot. So here, here's my question to anybody that's out there. If, if it's not Ellen Page situation, it doesn't even really matter. I'm just asking the question. If Ellen was a lesbian last year and got married to a woman as a lesbian, and this year she's become Elliot, which is a man, and she's still married to the woman, is the woman she got married to still a lesbian or is she a straight woman now? Do you change your partner's sexual identity by changing your gender? And how can you be a lesbian if gender is not really real or if it's on a spectrum? What does lesbian even mean if you could just change your gender to whatever you want? You know, you could be no gender. I can identify as a Tomahawk missile an M1 Abrams tank, a block of concrete, a, a, a swift wind, a ray of sunshine, a raindrop. I can identify as whatever. I can identify as um, hunger. <laughs> I can identify as a feeling. I'm not even a human being no more. I identify as a feeling, hunger. My, my, pro, my pronouns are hungry and hungrier. Hungriest. And you no, know, for my honorific is hungriest. So what does it even mean to be a lesbian? What, what does it mean about her partner if she was a lesbian? Is she straight now? I'm just asking the question. I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, and when I said that, you know, it was mental illness to be her condition, I don't want to say it because I ain't trying to get banned. But the thing that she is, I said it's mental illness. I got suspended from Twitter for saying that for 12 hours. Oh, it's hate speech, targeted harassment, please. Gender dysphoria is mental illness. It's an actual mental illness people claim in the military or they did to get a free sex change on the house, on the government. So if I say that it's mental illness and that's wrong, then how can those that actually have it claim it and then get medical treatment? If it's not a mental illness, then how are they getting treated for it? I don't know, but I digress. You confused, Hedley? I'm confused too. I'm trying. I'm trying to ask y'all. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> if you confused, then so am I. I'm totally confused. All right, but that's, that's all I'm asking. You know, what I'm saying like, if you are a lesbian, married to a lesbian, then you become a man, and you're still married to the lesbian. Is a lesbian still a lesbian, or are they straight? How can you change someone else's? sexual identity by changing your gender identity is that possible to change someone else's viewpoint of themselves by proxy can you do that i'm not really sure how that works all right shout out to let me see noreen who says please follow patriots pray for divine intervention in this election result without god's help i don't see this election turning around Leo Mazina says the kicker, she got SEC special teams player of the week and the head coach got fired. <laughs> I mean, we know the only reason why she got that particular award, special teams player of the week and the whole SEC is because she's a woman. That's it. 
I mean, the play wasn't even that good. She kicked the ball one time, and it was a quote-unquote pooch kick. I mean, how do you get the player of the week? Aside from all the gender stuff, how do you get the player of the week from a pooch kick? One play. You didn't even start the game. You came into the game when they were already getting stomped down 21 zap. Your, your team was losing 21 zap. You came in the game, did a little pooch kick, and that was the only play of the game, and you got player of the week? Come on. That's why I say these awards and stuff like that don't even mean anything. The music industry and music, movie industry, television, their awards are meaningless. They're just political. And just handing out awards to those that push particular narratives that they want to have pushed. Oh, you're woke. You're diverse. Here's an award for best screenplay, best, you know, comedic performance by a supporting actor. Some stupid retarded award. Don't mind, but I'm getting triggered. Anyway, these awards and entertainment are meaningless. And they're starting to become that way in sports. Although it shouldn't be, it shouldn't really be like that. I feel like sports was kind of a, you know, a, a territory that men still had, but I'm not sure if that's true anymore. You know, you got BLM invading it. It's just, it's a shame. You know, I, I'm a big basketball fan. I played basketball, watched basketball. Now they got BLM all over the place. You got guys on the field, on the court protesting. What really burned me up was the NBA guys protesting. All right, you already got be preliminary thing all over the place on your jerseys, on the court. You got the commentary talking about Black Lives Matter. I mean, you basically are you, the only sponsor basically was Black Lives Matter and the NBA reboot. But then when Jacob Blake got shot, the Milwaukee Bucks, my team, been my team since like I was in high school 20 years ago. My team walked off the basketball court. When they were still protesting for BLM, all stuff, all and stuff, I'm, I'm like, "What? You got a BLM jersey on? But that's not enough. You want to walk off? I just, it's just really upsetting me." Shout out to Celeste for becoming an ABO supporter, and thank you to Allison who says, "Love yourself, love your country." Trump, sorry, not much. Well, thank you for that. I definitely appreciate you. It's all good. It don't really matter how much it is. It just matters that you're here watching the show. I thank you. All right, we got a whole lot going on, a whole lot of calls to get to. I'm going to go to turn the calls on right now. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. The Great Reset, I don't know a lot about. You know, I keep hearing about it. Um, as far as the Great Reset, this, this is what I know. They want to try and push this whole thing with the virus, shut the economy down, so then they can just... Um, I guess, reset the economy. And when they reset it, they want to implement certain things that they could not before until the reset. They want to get all the way down to ground floor to rock bottom and then implement whatever they want to implement. That's kind of what I'm getting from the great reset. But beyond that, I don't know a lot about it. I need to do some research into it. And then I can give you a more conclusive answer, a, a better answer than that. So hopefully that was enough for right now. But like I said, I'll look into it. You know, I'm, I'm seeing some things here and there. I'm just not seeing a full explanation that I think makes sense. All righty. <laughs> TN, um, TNT Cycles PDX says, when's the, TE, when's the TBA Trans Balling Association start? Hilarious. That is funny. Um, Profit Life says, did you hear about the BLM chapters not getting any money? <laughs> I did hear about BLM not getting any money as far as the individual chapters saying, hey, where's all our national money going? We're not getting our fair share. 
But see, what they they don't understand is that they're not, they won't get any money. There, there's going to be no fair share. They're acting on their own. You know, the, the national chapter is getting all that money. You know, the, the whole thing would be eliminate nothing but a big grift, as the cool kids say. It's a bunch of grifters at the top eating plenty of food and not giving the scrap to anybody on the ground. Uh, just like George Floyd's family. They didn't give their fa- the man's family a dime. Um, they got $10 million in cash the day after George Floyd died. At least $10 million. That's how much BLM got. Now, how much of that did um, BLM give to George? Nothing. They got $10 million and kept it all for themselves. You know, it's a shame, but it is what it is. I don't think anybody should be surprised by the whole situation that's going on. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, get my thing together over here. All right. There we go. Let's get to the calls. Nipping, what's going on? Um, not much. Um, how are you? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Um, finally, we are out of lockdown in the UK. Very good. Glad to hear it. So, um, wait, let me turn you up a little, because um, you're very, um, because cause I can't hear you very well. Um, All right, so, UK lockdown, what's going on with that? Um, lockdown is... Oh, I'm going to have to turn you up some other way. All right, way. we're live on there, Nippin. Come on now. Okay. Yeah, we are out of lockdown now. Okay, very good. So, but we are is still in a so-called tier system. No more than six people. You, you can't see any more than six people. You can't go to a restaurant unless it's a family. My God, there are still a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like kind of lockdown, but not really. It's, it's like yeah. some restrictions. So, yeah, and the Dallas restaurant has, um, uh, what's it done? I just, I explained just now. You got to watch the video. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I, I have a lot going on in my side as well. We have a vaccine as well, which... Which is going to be rolled out next week, and I am not going to take it. Okay, I'm about to ask you that same question right there. If you're going to take it, because I know I'm not taking it either. Nope, I don't. I, I don't take anything that's unproven. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Because I was um I was listening to well, I saw a thumbnail of a video, and it was about a guy that had polio back in the day in the U.S. when it first happened, and he was saying that he was in a a, a home where a bunch of kids had polio and the first kids that got the polio vaccine all died so you probably want to avoid the first shot if you can yeah and obama attacking christians really yeah that's that's kind of what he does even though he claims himself to be a christian well let's be honest no he isn't he's a muslim that's correct i think i think everybody can see that now yeah. So, um, and then there's this other thing that Gavin Newsom has apparently don't. How? What's that you always say? Say as I do, but not something along those lines. Do do as I say, but never as I do. Exactly. Exactly. 
So he imposed a lockdown on everyone, but then he's like, oh, I'm just going to go out for a five-star din- five hotel dinner and no one will find out. Yes, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. You know, they, they always yeah. do stuff like that. Thank you. We, we, we do the same. Our, our politicians have done the same here as well. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw another guy. He um was telling people to not go out, not leave your house, don't do any kind of vacationing. But then he took his entire family to Mexico on a vacation and they went on a private jet. And then before that, he had a birthday party or something like that with like 20 people there at a dinner. So I was like, okay, you're telling us to not have big gatherings, to not leave the state, to not go travel, but you're traveling, having big birthday parties going on, private jets. It's always like that. I- I'm never surprised anymore when I hear it because it's common. I- I've yet to find somebody that really wants to have all these crazy rules, you but know, actually follows example, themselves. For example, like my brother, I mean, like he doesn't, su- I'm the only person in my family who supports Trump. They're all they're, they. My my family hates Trump, but they're okay with me supporting him. But yeah, my brother. But he has had enough of these restrictions too. He went to see his friend today, and no one stopped him. Okay. So, so yeah, a lot of people here. I mean, like he was using it. If the politicians don't follow the rules, why should we? Exactly. That's a, that's a very good point. And for example, I'm going to see my friends on on Friday. I'm, I'm and and I am going not because I want to, but because they probably won't let me in. I'm going to wear a mask. But don't don't get fooled. I do not like wearing a mask. I think most of us don't like wearing masks, and even those that want to. The, those that want to enforce the mask rules themselves don't like wearing it. And then really beyond that, um, a lot of guys that are the masketeers always wanting to wear the mask, they, they wind up catching the virus. So it was like, what's the point? What are we even doing? It just seemed like a bunch of things that aren't working. I think we should go towards things that do work rather than things that don't. But hey, man, thank you for your call. I got a lot more on the line. It was nice catching up with you, ABL. Oh, definitely, man. I appreciate you. I shall speak to you on Sunday. All right, it's Sunday, your time, Saturday, my time. I got you, boss. I shall speak to you then. All right, now, peace. Peace. All righty. Shout out to everybody watching the stream. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Um, there was a video I saw today of a masketeer. And shout out to the guy I got there from. I forget what your name is, but you know what I'm talking about. Because when you said it, I was like, I'm taking that. And I haven't taken that masketeer term. But a masketeer, oh, hold on. Matter of fact, I have two episodes of masketeerism I want to show you. First is a picture and then a video. The video has a little bit of cussing in there. I'm going to I'm gonna try to censor the cussing, though. Okay. Now, here's an episode of masketeering, just a picture. <laughs> now, what you're seeing right here, if you're having a hard time figuring it out or you just can't see the screen, what you're seeing right here is a dash of a car and the person has masks over the vents of their car. <laughs> like all the vents of the car have masks on them. The blue mask that you put on your face, you have them on the vents of this car. It's like, sir, is it that serious? Is is the is the virus going to come through your, 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 your vents in your car? Is that what we're doing right now? 
And then my question would be, okay, are you putting these same masks from your car on your face? Is that what we got going on right now, for real? Okay. So I see my at the top. It's, it's, it's at the top left. And he also has it on his center um, vent and then on his passenger. So driver's side vent, passenger vent, and also on his center. He has masks on the vents. It's like, man, come on. This this is, y'all are crazy. <laughs> y'all are ridiculous, man. I've I seen people driving with their with the mask on and gloves on and the shield on. Bad enough. You got it on your vents in your car. That's not going to help at all. It's just, you're just not, you're not doing it. Now, here's another one I saw on Twitter. Now, this is it's a little bit of cussing here, so I'm going to try to censor it. But if, if, it, if it doesn't censor, hey, Blanding White Man is not my fault. Get away Put from your me. fucking mask on. I'm sorry. You can walk away from me right now, sir. Put your mask on. Get away from Put me, Put it please. on. Does it bother anybody else that she doesn't have to wear a mask that we all do? Now, if you can't see the video, if you're watching or listening to audio only, um, here's a woman. She's in Hobby Lobby, right? You got little crabs and knickknacks and whatnot all around her. And she's filming this dude with some um, some short shorts, kind of like kind of like short shorts, a little bit too small for him. Uh, this man, Nate Thomas, I like her nothing like that. He's not really pulling it off very well. Some tan short shorts with this uh, green patterned polo shirt tucked into his baby shorts. Just go away. Stay six feet away from me then. No. Get away from me. No. Yeah, Please get away from me right now. And he's like following her through the store because I guess she doesn't have a mask on. Meanwhile, when the video first started, he did not have his mask on over his nose and he's following her. So it was like, okay, I need about six uh, feet distance. You, you're too close to me. You're harassing me. What's going on? No. You don't, know why. You don't need to come near me. She has it on her damn hand. Get away from me. And he's approaching Walk her. Walk away like, from me, sir. Please get away from me. Walking behind her. You don't care. Leave me alone. She put she. Stay six feet away baby. from me then. Get out of here. Now I'm gonna tell you something though, because if this guy comes up to me talking about put your effing mask on, oh my goodness, do you understand, man? Like I will, I will, I'll be smiling because now I got, I got the green light. Now you're harassing me. I got self defense all day long. Okay, I got a big grin. I got Joker grin on my face because now I'm talking about all, all of this. All, all, all your nose is not in your mask. I'm, I'm, I'll put your mask inside your nose for you, and I, I'll get back to you when I'm finished. You understand? And I'm a peaceful guy. I'm all about peace. I'm never nobody trying to start nothing. I'm all peace and love. I'll smile. I'm cool. But don't, don't, but leave me alone. Just leave me alone, and everything will be just fine. You doing that to me? And please. And if you if you're doing that, like if you think that I'm not there, my wife is there, you're doing that to her. Oh man, nah, now nah, I gotta go ahead and stomp you out. <laughs> stop stopping you in the to whine. I am doing the uh what's the the um I'm doing the, the the river dance on your head, you understand? But I digress. These um masketeers are nuts. But let me get back to the calls. All right. Three or three in a line, I'm gonna speak it to. Hi, my name is Jacob. Alrighty, man. What's going on? Hey, not much. How are you? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. I am very surprised to uh, get through this quick. Nice to talk to you. Oh, likewise, man. What's on your mind? Two quick questions. Um, and forgive me if you've talked about it before very much, but if you were to run for office, 
or get into politics, what would you get into? Um, I'm not really sure. Like, what do you mean? What would I get into as far as as far as what? Like, what? Like, uh, mayor, city council? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. I probably might try to run for um, like a local position, of course, first. Um, and it's funny because years ago I was asked this question before any of this happened when I was like real young. But um, maybe like city council first, and maybe try to do mayor, and then maybe like um, or or maybe state senate, and then go up to a higher level. I I, I would try to at a certain point impact the federal government if I was to get into politics. But I would start local first, probably city council, mayor, or something like that. Awesome. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck with that. And then second, um, have you been involved in any writing? Oh, I'm sorry. Any any writing? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, I have my website. I write articles there. Um, I'm, a, I'm a natural writer. So, yeah, I do write quite a lot, actually. Okay. Do you plan on writing uh, any any books or larger, or even uh, you know, fiction? Um, that's a good question. Um, when I was young, I used to write fiction all the time, just just for a hobby. But um, I think now I've been saying I'm gonna write a book for a long time. I just not really set aside time to do it. But to me, that could really be an easy thing to do, and it's already kind of been a thing I've been thinking about. So I may end up doing that. And the book, I think I could write about me, but I want to write about things that could help people. And then also maybe like, like have one is like kind of like a self, kind of like a, a Jordan Peterson type thing, but not, but also do one is like entertaining, just a, a book for fun. Because when I was a kid, I would always read just for entertainment. You there, boss? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, um, that, that's pretty much what I would do. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. If you do write, I will stay tuned. And then last, um, if you were to recommend any reading um, based on, you know, what you just said, helping people, politics, whatever, what would you quickly recommend? Uh, Black Rednecks, White Liberals, Thomas O. Thank you. Okay. All right. Now, thank you for the call. Awesome talking to you. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. Let me get to some more calls. All righty. Let's go. 805, you're online. I'm going to speak it to. 805, hello. Hey, ABL. How you doing, brother? It ain't too much, man. Turn your speakers out for me in the background, please. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, sorry. I know that's like a, a big pet peeve of yours, so I'll cut that off. Um, man, I've been trying to call forever, and I finally got through to you, so I'm, I'm really psyched up about that. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. What's happening? You know, as much, man, I just wanted to, uh, you know, ask your opinions on why a white lady would want to transition to a white male nowadays in this climate. It makes no sense to me. I still got I still got noise in the background. Sorry about that. Did you Did you hear me? I I hear myself. I, I hear you, but I hear myself too. So, <laughs> what's going on? Do you have to? Um, I keep pausing here. Keep playing. Just just uh, just so turn just no, turn it off. Wondering. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So I turn it off. Uh, so no, I'm just wondering. You know what was the reason behind uh, Elliot 
turn into a, a man to uh, try to get more of a swing vote. Makes no sense to me. I mean, it's it's the it's the new wave, man. You got to be really woke because you're not. It's not woke enough just to be a lesbian. Just be part of the LGB. You got to be T too. So go all the way if you want to be. You know, you want to get more attention. You want to be more. You know, included. Go all the way. And also, I feel like a lot of people are kind of confused about their identity because yeah. it's clear. Like, how are you going to go from basically identifying as straight one year to lesbian the next year, and then you're trans next year? It's like, what what do you want to be? Who are you? You have an identity crisis. And I think people are <laughs> people are confusing an identity crisis with just being woke and being progressive. But it's like, no, you still have a thing called identity crisis. It don't really matter, you know, because if I am just a regular guy, never been in no trouble, never been no game banger, but then I'm 40 years old mm -hmm. and I'm saying, you know what, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a blood now and I'm out here, I'm shooting people. It's like, sir, you're 40 years old. You got a family. You got great hairs in your beard. You got a bad hip. What are you doing? You having an identity crisis. So <laughs> that's happening to yeah, her right that's now. What I feel like going on. Yeah. Right. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. I just don't understand the, uh, the concept and, uh, and you know, the transition and what you brought up before, like, I don't know if her partner now is a lesbian or not. It makes no sense to me. So it, it, it it's kind of conflicting information, especially from the left side that tends to uh, pick out different genders and, and say who is who and, and what's what uh, coming from them. It, it just, it makes no sense, and and I would love for them to to explain like what their thought process is on, you know, uh, turning into a man and having your lesbian uh, partner be okay with that. It doesn't seem like anyone really uh, acknowledges the fact that like they're in a relationship with somebody else. So uh, I was really curious about that. But uh, also, I, I don't know if you heard, but there's like a lot bunch of crazy stuff going on clearly with the uh, presidential campaign. So, uh, you know, uh, the, the the left is uh, very upset right now. There's a lot of court cases happening and uh, a lot of evidence coming out. And I don't know if you saw, but uh, they tried destroying the servers for Dominion. I don't know if you talked about that, but uh, that's kind of shady. So I didn't know if uh, someone was talking about that on your show or not. But I would love to hear your opinion on on that matter if that even constitutes there being like a cover-up of evidence or if you think that they should just throw out the votes or not well i'm not really sure what's going on with that i have heard something about it but i don't know all the details so i can't really say really too much about it but if there is any if there is any evidence there that is pertinent then let's get it and do something with it that's pretty much where i am you know with a lot of these um you know these uh these conferences and these press events and people talking, it's like, okay, that's great, but let's get the evidence for it. Let's bring it to the appropriate channels and let's make something happen. Aside from that, I'm not really interested. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just didn't know. If, I, I kind of want to know your viewpoint on it because uh, there's clearly like evidence to support that there was voter fraud, but you know, to the extent that they actually went out and cleaning up the voter fraud and like protecting themselves against showing evidence i didn't know if you have like an opinion on if they get rid of all the evidence or if there's quote unquote no evidence to be shown what what you think the american people should think about how there's some some cover-up and if that's even being able to like if you could show evidence for for a cover-up i don't know i mean i don't know i need to look into it more
Okay, yeah. So yeah, basically in Georgia they they wiped the Dominion servers and they said it was an accident and they said they needed to uh, like you know upgrade the software to be more compliant so that they can like read the voter fraud and and read all the votes and see the receipts. But it actually ended up wiping out everything on the Dominion servers. So yeah, it was just it was just kind of weird. I didn't know if like uh, you had an opinion on what Georgia should do or not. If they can't prove that there was anything but they can't disprove i got there you was anything either so. yeah man it's, it's gonna be something that they need to really look into for sure but i got a few more calls online thank you for the call man definitely appreciate you of course brother yeah thank you so much i love right, you abl hope you uh hope you're doing good brother all right thank you appreciate you all right righty. the number to call is 434-658-1220 if you missed the number to call it is in the description box below always there's also an email you can get in through Skype. You can be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. That is in the description box. But let me get to the next one here. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, man. Um, first of all, man, I just want to say I was shocked when I heard you call into Kevin Samuel's show, bro. I was <laughs> like, that was like, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy because y'all, y'all two have two different YouTube channels, man. But the great thing about that is it shows that black men are talking, man. Like, I, I love it, man. You know, black men doing different things, but they are unifying on issues. Man, that's what's up, bro. And, you know, that does lead into the true kitchen situation because I live here in Dallas, man. And, the, you know, the main crux of it, bro, is Kevin Kelly, the you know, the owner, he's just being attacked because he was a black man that asserted his authority on on against a black woman, pretty much, man. Because I feel like if the roles was reversed, if there was a black woman telling a black man that who was dancing on the tables, she would be supportive for that. You know what I'm saying? And it's it also, you know, it also is a racial thing. I agree with you as well, is because the conversation was shifting to would these, it, regardless, let's say they was playing that twerking music or uh, I think it, throw that, you know, Thing, thing in the circle. I'm just gonna say that, you know, and and the white establishment. You know, the the question is, would those women do that? And the other thing is, what just got me is, um, you know, he went up. I saw a video where he went up and told those women to chill. And for them, it's almost as if they gave him the middle finger and just got wild and got up on a table and kept dancing like that. To me, bro, that is the utmost disrespect. That is like, I don't care what you tell me. I'm going to do what I want. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, when they checked them, it was a little bit, you know, harsh. But I was like, that's what's needed. But, you know, look at how the media is taking it, bro. No, no <laughs> they're all calling him wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like he's the misogynist one. It's like, it's like did y'all not see him tell this woman not to twerk? And she still got up and twerked. And it's like she has no accountability. And, and the thing is, bro, what we understand what this does, bro, is they don't like black men taking strong positions like this because then this is creating some type of authority with black men. And then if all black men start exerting their authority, we will definitely have a different community. If black men were like, yo, this is the standards that we are having for our community and we're going to enact this. And, you know, I think we're going to have a different community for the better, either rather it's in politics or in, or, in, or, in, or in those situations. They want to promote the black woman who acts like Lizzo, 
who acts like Lizzo, Cardi B, or or uh, what's what's her other rapper names? Um, Megan Megan Stallion who's all about WAP and everything and twerking and WAP. And what these black women don't understand who who emulate that is that does not make you attractive. That is not that is not a woman that you're gonna take seriously. That's not a woman that you're gonna protect. Most dudes when they run into women like that, they have fun with. But yeah, man, I'm about to get off because I know you got a lot of callers. It's just that the liberal media understands that the black community, for them to continue to give black support, they need chaos. And what better way is to present all of the men as beta males or thugs and all of the women as thoughts and ratchets. And that is the reason why this black man is getting attacked and these black women are being defended. And that's all I got to say, boss. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take care. All right. Great call from Tariq. Yeah, I called into uh, Kevin Samuel's show, and that was on the show. They were talking about um, the, the the True Kitchen and cocktails in Dallas. I was the first caller. I've been knowing Kevin for a long time. We go all the way back to the Manosphere days with O'Shea and them. This is like two, three years ago. I've been knowing Kevin. Really good dude. So shout out to Kevin and his show. He's doing excellent with it. All righty. Let me get to some more calls here. Well, what Tariq said was right on point. All right, calling line. Speaking to nine one zero. Hello, nine one zero. Can you hear me? ABL. All righty, what's going on? I've called you. I'm from North Carolina. I've called you like seventy times tonight, so I'm so excited to be talking to you. Um, first of all, I wanted to tell you that I am so impressed with your show and your. Um, subscribers all the comments i i get a lot of additional information from the comments but i wanted to mention um i wanted to mention tim scott and i've been following senator scott from south carolina for years and there's a specific video that i think every one of your viewers should watch and it is the clear definition of what a true politician is versus all the others and it's a it's a 33 minute video and it is tim scott talking about the initial police reform um bill that he introduced into congress four years ago and they denied it and then now they 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 deny the the new bill even though he followed every amendment that they requested. They denied it. They blocked it. And the emotion that that man shows throughout that video is incredible. And he is the true definition of someone that everyone, no matter your race, your color, <laughs> your political affiliation, everyone with integrity in this world should want someone like him in office. And I think that you are very similar in that manner. And I think that you are capable of far more than you know. And I would move from North Carolina to Tennessee to help run your Senate race <laughs> in all seriousness. Like you're incredible. So thank you so much um, for your resilience and for your consistency 
it's it's the one thing that I look forward to <laughs> every Wednesday night. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything that you do for this community. I thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. You're so welcome. Thanks. Bye. Great call. Excellent call. All righty. Let's go. Three one nine. You're allowed. I'm gonna speak to. Oh, hey, ABL. Yes, sir. Oh man, I can't believe I'm on the call. I'm uh calling from uh Los Angeles, California. <laughs> All righty, man. What's going on with you? Um. Um. Wow. Okay. So first off, um, I'm I'm really proud of your show. What you're doing, man. You're doing a great job out there. Um, shout out to my brother for actually introducing me to you originally. I, so surprisingly enough, about two months ago, I used to be on the left side. Um, it's crazy to think that, uh, that I was just believing everything the media pushed out and what the media said to like, to make me believe what they want to preach. And, uh, Honestly, I believed everything they said and everything they put out there for years, and I never did my own research. So for the past two months, I've just been self-educating myself on the far right and uh, just trying to, uh, you know, uh, just learn everything I can. And, you know, I fully support uh, our president, Donald J. Trump, and I look forward to him uh doing what he can see what how this election and everything goes it just sucks to see what happened i a hundred percent believe a lot of fraudulent stuff went down on the votes and um funny enough i actually have a funny story if you got the time go for it um so what happened was uh originally you know here in california they fully they fully stand for the whole bs mail-in vote ballot system and honestly i think it's dumb because traditionally i think going in voting in person uh you know you can't you can't bs the vote and um so one of my one of my previous roommates who now lives with his uh fiance had a mail-in ballot came into uh my mail and what happened was I texted him. I'm like, hey, man, do you want your ballot? Uh, I don't know what to do with it. Um, are you going to vote in person? What's the deal? And he's like, no, man, I'm not going to vote, blah, blah, blah. Um, just do whatever. And I'm like, you're not going to vote. That's stupid. So I was like, I don't know what to do with this ballot. And my dad ends up taking the ballot and uses it to vote. Long story short, we uh, check the ballot. We see that... Uh, what is it? It wasn't being used. And uh, my dad ended up using the vote on the ballot. So we see that it was counted. So a month later goes by, um, you know, people are actually voting in person and uh, seeing what's going on. And my uh, friend's uh, fiance at the time uh, tells him, um, are you going to go out there and vote? And uh he, you know, he completely forgets that uh, he uh, gives me the ballot, lets me keep it. And he's like, yeah, sure. So what happens was is they uh, register him to vote. And he gets all sorted and everything. And he ends up voting. 
And the weird thing is, is he already technically wow. voted via mail-in ballot. And I don't understand, like, why, you know, I, I checked the mail-in ballot online, and he, it, it like, everything went through, but he was able to vote in person. So basically, he got a dual vote. And to me, like, I don't know, man, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's, that's called like, that's called that's called voter fact, fraud. Yeah, I don't get how he got to vote in person, and technically, I mean, you know, mail in a ballot. Like technically, I wasn't on the good side either for just leaving that ballot around. But what can I say, man? This whole so let's 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 like, pause for a moment. Let's pause. For, let's 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 pause. Okay, I gotta do the I gotta rewind right quick because I might have missed the detail here. So. The the vote he casted at verse through the mail in ballot was that his ballot or was that someone else's? Whose ballot was that? That was his, and um, so he he casted his own ballot through the mail, it. and then he voted again yeah. himself in person. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. And this it, this is this is what state? This is in California. Of course. Where else? <laughs> Where else? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's totally crazy. So um if his set now, okay, you say you saw that his first vote went through. Yeah, so technically, um California has like a tracking system for their votes and whatnot. Uh-huh. So you can like see like, oh, if I mail in a ballot, where's it going? And um so his mail in ballot went through. But he went in person as well to vote. So, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's wild. So if he was able to vote duly, like, and, and they both went through, because it's possible that the first one could have gone through and then he went and tried to vote again. And then if it was to be counted, then it might not, it might get thrown out. It's possible. But if he's able to vote twice successfully, imagine how many others are doing it. And how much fraud is going on honestly, throughout this entire system? Honestly, a lot. Like, if you think about it, like, personally, like, Biden, he got way too many votes. And this man, like, didn't even campaign. And, uh, you know, we have all these mailing ballots getting pushed out, like, everywhere. You know, I got a mail-in ballot. He got a mail-in ballot. Like, all these mail-in ballots. So people can just take mail ballots, push them out. And then if they want, they can try to, you know, try to vote in person. See if it works. And, uh, you know, we don't really know what's all going on out there. And uh, it just sucks because um, the fact that he was able to get through and do that, it just seems like a whole bunch of fraud going on. Yeah, that's that, that's crazy, man. Well, hey, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. It's been crazy trying to get online. I was surprised I was able to. And I appreciate what you do. Fully support it. Um, like again, shout out my brother for getting me into watching you and, uh, you know, I look forward to more of your content. All right, man. Thank you for your call. Appreciate you. Yeah. Take care of you. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that happened. Let's get to some more calls here. 516, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yo, ABL. What's going on? Oh, ain't too much. Yo, this is Prophet calling in from Long Island, New York. It's deep out here. Deep blue, deep blue. 
Yeah, yeah, I know how I go, man. What's, what's happening with you? So I want to harp on a, for a minute with this um, BLM thing because that's pretty crazy in my mental mind that people was out here really tearing up their own cities thinking they was going to get something from it. And then they make a whole website to complain that they ain't get no money. Like, what happened? Yeah. Them George Soros checks ain't come through? What happened? I don't know. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, they're so caught up in the moment and their emotions and their feelings. You know, they're forgetting, wait a minute, it's a whole business behind this. We out here tearing stuff up, getting rowdy and crazy, getting shot with rubber bullets, getting injured, run over with cars. <laughs> you know, we out here doing all this, taking all that damage. Meanwhile... It's somebody in the dark room somewhere counting their money, counting it, counting it. Like when George Floyd died the day after BLM raised $10 million. So if I'm out there trying to put myself on the line, I'm like, wait a minute. I need to get paid. Like I need to have some agreements some contracts. I need to be filling out some forms, direct deposit, something. <laughs> but they didn't do that. So now they want to try to come back and get their money. It's like, nah, you volunteered to do that. That was on your own. So don't try to get money now. You're too late. Um, I also want to comment. Hold on, on I, can't, I can't really hear you, caller. Are you on speakerphone? Nah, I ain't on speaker. Are you good now? I'm Go ahead. Now. Go ahead. I also want to comment on um the Trump speech earlier today about, and this is, and I, I just what, what's disheartening to me the most about this whole situation is really that four years ago we had this whole big situation to where everybody was like, oh, yo, it's border fraud. And I was like, and my only argument is I'm like, but who told you that? And they're like, oh, you know, it was all over the news and politicians were saying it, so it had to be true. And now this year we have actual people in America saying, yo, there's something crazy going on. And people are like, oh, no, it can't be, it, it can't be possible. It's not, it's not possible. And, Trump today, he spoke, and um, I'm glad that he said the proper vocabulary about wanting an audit, because I'm, it's disheartening that people don't seem to know proper vocabulary, or they're so smart, or they're so intelligent, but when you start breaking down just words, they get, they, first they get emotional, because you know you're attacking their emotional body, so they can't even think straight, so they're like, oh, 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 why, why aren't you agreeing with me? Why aren't you validating my emotions? And it's just like, am I supposed to do that for you? Or am I supposed to just give you unbiased information so that way you could think for yourself? But let's go for it, man. Trump 2020, I'm here for it all day. I'm with all the smoke. It's your guy, Prophet. And ABL, keep doing your thing, man. You already know. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, great call. 100%. Let's go. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony. It's Sonia. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Okay, playing. How about yourself? All right. I heard you talking about Ellen Page, and I can imagine you're confused. I'm totally confused because <laughs> last year, they, I'm not really sure what the proper pronouns are, but they were a lesbian. Now they're a man, but I think they got a partner. That's a lesbian. So what does it mean for the partner? Does their um, identification, their orientation change because their partner became something else? I'm, I'm just totally confused. I'm lost. 
Well, I know that she made a point to, well, the article that I read listed her pronouns, and they were he, they. So I was confused because isn't that the they is for non-binary folks? Hey, you know what? I pretty much, you can pick whatever you want. It's like playing with Legos. You make your own little structure. You can follow the instructions, do whatever you want to do. Basically. And it's funny because I've seen a lot of documentaries about this before it became popular, before it became more acceptable. And it was so strange to me because a lot of them have this remorse and regret after the surgery, especially the women to men. Um, Usually we hear the other way around, right? There's all these men that want to be women, but um, the women to men, they always have this regret. Anyway, um, life after surgery and everything is not what they envision for themselves, whatever issue they had in their mind, no matter what they do to their body, for whatever reason, it doesn't always, you know, um, match with what they expected. And the weird part is, is that what they end up doing is, is that they end up being with the opposite sex anyway, because they can't find anybody who will accept them as the new sex. <laughs> so let's just say you become a man, they become a woman, and at the end of the day, you're still a heterosexual couple. Got it? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of confused, but <laughs> I, I kind of got it at the same time. <laughs> and then if they want to have a baby, the person who pre you know presents to the world as the man is the only one who can get pregnant, and that's how you get pregnant men. So it's really crazy. But um, all this equal access stuff, like with the girl playing football, which you know I understand that um, she was a soccer player before. I don't know why she's doing this in the middle of the soccer career. What's, what's the difference? Because she's not going to just be kicking all the time. Won't she have to play with the men the real way nah, at some she, point? Nah, she could, be a, um, she could be kicker only. Oh, she could be a kicker only? That's but, what I didn't understand. I was pretty confused. But see, the thing about it is if you're a kicker, the, the problem is that um, at a certain point, you may have to actually play, like, you may kick the ball, mm -hmm. right? And if the person on mm -hmm. the other team catches it and they try to bring it back for a touchdown, and let's say they try to they, they evade everybody else, they evade the, the tackles, and you're the last person mm -hmm. that can tackle them before they go straight to the end zone. So you got to go for the tackle. And if you go for the tackle, mm -hmm. it might not end very well if you are uh, the, the young lady Sarah Fuller. You might get your, your whole front part of your body collapsed in. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, so this is what we get from feminism. If you're not home alone with cats and a sink full of dishes and pills on the table, like on the New Yorker cover you did the video on, you're getting a concussion on the field. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. They're not doing women any favors. I heard someone say that, you know, these things that the left promotes, you know, like to celebrate us, in this case, right, women, it doesn't serve them. It just does more harm than good because she would never be accepted. It's all, a, you know, a show. That's right. Know. Absolutely. Anyway, um, did twerking make its way into the Constitution? I heard you say <laughs> slut-shaming now because <laughs> it's an infringement on your rights if I don't want you to twerk in the restaurant. Yeah, uh, apparently um, so. You can just do whatever you want, wherever you want. There's no rules. Just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And if you say you can't do whatever you want, then it's slut-shaming, you're embarrassing me, all this and that. Well, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't think I noticed her twerking, to be honest with you. I did see someone standing on top of the furniture. And even in the club, and I did my share of partying, um, I don't remember anybody dancing on top of the sofa, maybe on top of the bar. But um, I do agree with you that um, even though grown folks should know not to do that no matter what, um, the ambiance, you know, with the club music and the DJ, I guess it's going to throw people, people off, even though it shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 the part. It's like the marketing needs to be improved, but at the same time, it's like okay, even the regular clubs where you can do stuff like that, they have rules too. Because I didn't dealt with them, uh, no white tees, no sneakers, no this, no that. There's always rules, and people always don't want to follow the rules. And somebody's got to tell them, 
And in this case, it was the owner that came out and politely gave him the rules. They ignored him. Dropped the F bomb. <laughs> you know, F you get out now. Now you got to come out there yeah. and do what he did. Mm. But in Dallas, where they were, I think that's where the restaurant the restaurant is. I didn't see no masks over there. I guess they're more relaxed with the social distancing. I, I suppose so. I'm not really sure about you know the the, the rules or whatever. Mm. You know, they they pretty much mm. chilling, no mask or nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, people were saying when I told somebody that, um, you know, I, I can't believe that people voted for Biden because of all the things that he said. You know, you know what people actually think he is the good guy. I mean, they really think that he's changed. Someone said that um, that he grew and educated himself through interactions and experiences. I mean, they literally wrote, you're not the same person at 40 that you were at 25. And I'm thinking, OK, that's true. I wasn't the same person I was 20 years ago. But you think that by 2008? You know, when he was VP, I mean, he didn't he didn't evolve by then. He was not doing anything for anybody during that um, administration, right? Exactly. I mean, I mean, the man is seventy eight years old. At a certain point, mm-hmm. like that's the life expectancy age. That's that's life. That's U.S. life expectancy seventy eight. So you're not going to change that much at that age. You pretty much are who you are, and that's really what it's going to be. Well, I'm going to leave you now with this meme I saw, okay? It's a breaking news report. I don't know if you saw it. It said Roy Jones Jr. defeats Mike Tyson after additional punches discovered at 4 a.m. this morning. Hilarious. <laughs> you missed it. All right. Ciao for now. I know. Bye. Thanks. All righty. Shout out to all the callers. The number to call, 434-658-1220. All right, call you on the line. I'm speaking to 562. Uh, yes, this is uh, Fred. How you doing? Dang, I can't believe I got on. Yeah, man, you on, boss. <laughs> Everything's good, man. What's happening? Oh, man, this is great. Okay, um, just real quick question. Um, so, basically, for years, one of the things that I think it, that the left has been trying to do is attack American holidays. And so my question to you is, do you think that they're using COVID to just do what they've always been trying to do. Like, for example, Thanksgiving, calling it Indigenous People Day and Christmas and, you know, stuff like that. Do you think that they're doing that with COVID? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because they, they won't do this. You, you won't see stuff like this when when, when um, Ramadan comes around. You know, Inshallah, all this and that. They do that all throughout Ramadan, and that's fine. You know, happy Eid Mubarak, all of that. You hear that a lot. But then when it comes to Christmas, oh, you guys, you know, don't have celebration. Uh, And then also they they try Mm -hmm. try to change the language around it. They'll say happy holidays or happy, um, you know, enjoy the festivities, festive stuff. It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. you went from, you know, Merry Christmas to happy holidays to, you know, uh, happy festivities to don't eat. don't, Don't go see your family. Stay at home. Eat by yourself. So, yeah, right. I think it's definitely an excuse for them to continue the assault on holidays in America, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, they don't want to get Kwanzaa because that'd be anti-Semitic, you know. <laughs> yeah, but see, you know. Kwanzaa, they don't, they, don't, they don't even really acknowledge. You know, it's funny. They don't even really acknowledge Kwanzaa. It's not even really a thing. So they can just pretty mm-hmm. much let that one lie. Right. Okay, so now my second question is, is I'm hearing two different things when it comes to the election. They're saying uh, December 14th, and now they're saying uh, January 6th, where they can implement the Constitution. Um, how does that really work? Because the electors are supposed to meet on the 14th, right? Electoral College? 
Yes, or, it's it's two different days for for two, two two different things is happening. The electors meet, I think, on the fourteenth or the fifteenth, but then on in January it's a different day. I'm not exactly sure about the specifics of January seventh, but I know the electors meet on December the fourteenth or the fifteenth. So it's two different situations, two different events that are happening. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm out here in California, of course. I know you. <laughs> I know you call it uh, California. California. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, yeah, and we've I've been to a lot of rallies in Beverly Hills, and we we're tired of this. When we saw Biden like win, like we like win, almost had a heart attack. It was ridiculous. And we, we, we don't want that. But, um, yeah, those are just my two questions. Uh, don't want to keep you keep you long. I, I've been watching you for about a year. And I just got to say, man, you changed my life, like, for real. Like, when I found out you're a black conservative and watching your uh, videos, like, for, for a better part of, like, last year and this year, man, changed my life completely, man. So I want to thank you for that. Hey, man, glad to hear it, man. Glad, glad I can help you, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. All right, bye-bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Hey, I love hearing that. I love hearing that my content makes a difference. That I can help somebody in their life. That's that's fantastic. All right, let's get to the next call. Okay, let's go. Four eight four. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Can you hear me? I hear you well. Hi. Sorry, I had to take off the speakerphone. All right, so you can hear me clearly now. I hear you well, man. What's going on? Oh, not so much. How's everything going tonight? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. And uh, I was watching Brandon Tatum's live stream, and when he was talking about when the CIA had a shootout or had a gunfight with the federal agents, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I was just like, I was, I was, my mind was blown. But then at the same time, I'm not surprised about that. So that one that made me encouraged to want to do more research. Now, I don't know anything about that one. That's, you know, that's kind of like, I've not heard that one before. I didn't look into it. Yeah, that's what Brandon Tatum was saying. Well, well, somebody came on Brandon Tatum's live stream and said that, and he said he had to look for it like 20 pages back through Google because Google was trying to bury it. So what happened was, from what I heard correctly, the CIA, so I think the federal troops, they went over to Germany to try to, some with the voting fraud, they were trying to recover some data, and the CIA was trying to stop them, if I'm not mistaken. And they just got into a gunfight where people actually got killed. They both sides traded blows with each other. And I was like, wow, this is mind-blowing. Mm. Yeah. But I'll, I'll have to look into that, especially. But And another thing I wanted to say about with that restaurant, because I watched your video with the guy with the restaurant. It was it was insane, because when you showed me the guy with that had the DJ... And they were playing that music, like, throw that back. And I was like, okay, what? And then with alcohol combined? I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's going to create an environment where you're going to get the kind of person that's going to get on the table, start twerking and whatnot. So you got to work on the marketing. That's a really important thing. At the same time, everywhere has rules. Even the hole-in-the-wall hole hood spots have rules. You can't do whatever you want. And if you got patrons ignoring it, then that's a problem. Because it's your establishment, they gotta respect it. Whatever you say, that the rules are, they gotta abide by that. But in the future, he can prevent them from even coming there to begin with if that environment is tightened up a little bit more to where you know for sure 
you can't come in there and be twerking, dancing on glass and whatnot. Exactly. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, God, what the hell? I was like, oh, my God. That's, that was just nasty. And the fact that she's twerking over her own food is what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, it not only, and another thing I wanted to say, um, with Joe Biden, well, first of all, if Joe Biden actually becomes president, which he knows he stole the election, I'm still going to support Trump no matter what. I mean, there's no law saying I have to support Joe Biden or even like him. That's right. <laughs> you know, the, exactly. They'll, those people don't have to like Trump or accept him. Hey, I got that right, too. And honestly, with all the stuff that Joe Biden said, I, the media is actually trying to bury it. I'm done with mainstream media, like, for good. Like, I've, I've, I've completely ruled them out. The only time, I, I'm be honest, I kind of, I only watch certain people on Fox News, but it's like every time you see Joe Biden live stream, like when he's on, live on Fox, the video always have a massive dislike ratio, like 2,000, 3,000 dislike, and only like a few hundred people like the video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are speaking out against this. They don't, they don't like what's happening. They don't like him. And I think that it's been like that for a while. So this is why the, the whole thing with the election was even that much more confusing. It's like, okay, how did this guy win when the support for him is just not there? Nobody's going to the rallies. Nobody's watching him online. Anything that he does online gets massively ratioed, a lot of dislikes, a lot of negative comments. Where's the support at? It's not online or offline. Where is it? And to be honest, I watched both rallies. And I watched a rally when Barack Obama was speaking for Joe Biden's rally, and all you kept seeing the comments nonstop in the live stream, Trump 2020, Trump 2020, Trump 2020. They had nothing nice to say about Obama, just Trump, Trump comments all throughout the entire live stream for the entire two hours, just Trump. That, that's right. That's right. And I was, I was like, there's no way in hell Trump is going to lose. The only way he could lose, like you said, they had to cheat. Exactly. It, Facts. And And... And one more thing before I hang up. People keep trying to say, I tell people, when people sign an affidavit and they testify under oath when they raise their right hand, that's, you know there's voter fraud. The media can lie all they want, alleged voter fraud. I know what I'm seeing with my own two eyes. I'm doing my own research. I don't even have to look far. Like, I, can, I don't even have to do any deep digging. I go on YouTube. Like, it's like, and you can just, it's, you can see it right there, like, People are raising their right hands. Rudy Giuliani, he's putting up a fight. He's not giving up. Exactly. 100%, man. Well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Have a good one. Same to you now. All righty. Great call. Let me get to a few more here. 858, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. How yeah. are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. You're a hard man to get through to, but that's a good thing on your end. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you. What's on your mind? <clears throat> well, what's on my mind? Uh, just to kind of double up on what uh, one of your prior calls said, the whole uh, uh, shootout, you know, CIA, FBI, that has something to do with the server uh, that they went ahead and, I guess, obtained over in Germany. Uh, one of the, I guess, the Dominion servers that they we're using. So if you dig deep enough, that story is out there. Uh, and supposedly there's only one person that, that I guess was shot or, and I don't know for sure if it was shot and killed, but shot. Um, 
And also, I'm calling from Cali. Just to let you know, I do think Cali is leaning red more and more every week, every day. You know, we're we're over this newsome guy. He's horrible. And uh, I'm down here in San Diego, in uh, where uh, we're actually one of the the more red portions of our state. Believe it or not, uh, San Diego has a lot of Republicans down here, and uh, our governor, or uh, excuse me, our mayor just turned out down here and he's talking about running for governor. And I think he's got a good shot because, uh, you know, he, one of the few Republican mayors throughout the state, as you can imagine. Uh, yes. and you know, he, he was pretty successful down here in San Diego. So, um, yeah. And, uh, wondered also, what, what do you think about, uh, um, this bar thing? I know that you mentioned uh, it was, you know, his uh yesterday his comments were um everybody was reading it wrong as far as how the media was trying to twist it it was more about and uh i know somebody else mentioned tatum you know uh, he, he talked about it uh but he a lot of them didn't seem to get the fact that the verbiage that they were using it, it's just basically saying yeah we, we didn't find it but like you said it's because they're not looking He's not trusting them. He doesn't believe in them, uh, meaning Trump. He doesn't believe in, in, in that group to be able to take him to the finish line on, on this whole thing. So, But it seems like a lot of the people are, are, are missing that point. They're missing the point that, well, they didn't find anything because they didn't investigate anything. What, you have any more thoughts about that whole thing? About what specifically? About uh, do you think – that bar will at any point in time and the DOJ at any point in time get involved? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell. I mean, bars looking like they, they're pretty much saying there was nothing. I don't know. I feel like if, if there's not anything else that is found, I'm not really sure that he would get involved. I hope that he would, but I, I just don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, probably a hard one to figure out. Cause I think we're both in agreement that he doesn't really want them involved. Yeah. But, uh, might have to, at some point in time, you know, I don't, we'll see. We'll see. I, I kind of like how things are working out. All these states are, are getting their, their, uh, you know, their meetings together, their hearings as they call them. Uh, and the more and more of these hearings we get, the more and more that comes out. And, you know, I think there's enough time for some, some action to turn in, in Trump's direction, baby. It's all about Trump. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I appreciate your time, and uh, keep doing what you do. I love your mug, by the way, tonight. I like that mug. Oh, thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a cool one. All right, take care. All right, same to you. All righty. You know, it's going to be a hard road for Trump to fight because you get to understand the thing about Trump. He came in and, you know, attacked the establishment. And a lot of people, depending upon the establishment for their career, these people are career politicians, career dc uh swamp rats they want to maintain their position they want to maintain their job so trump is just getting in the way of that that's really what it kind of boils down to but let me get to the next call six seven eight you're in the line who am i speaking to how you doing abl i'm uh, pretty good man how about yourself i'm doing good Listen, I've got, a, I've got a question for you tonight. You know, I'm watching all the election coverage. I'm watching uh, the hearings on YouTube of what happened in Arizona with Giuliani. 
uh, with the rally today in Georgia. Uh, it's amazing to watch all of these people come forward with these personal stories of being poll watchers uh, and being poll challengers and, you know, giving these firsthand testimony of what they saw, and it makes it more real. Uh, if you've been watching that, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's amazing to see these people come forward, but it gets me thinking, and I have a big question I want to ask you. What is it going to take for us to push, you know, ostensibly the Republican leadership, but, you know, just anybody in the middle to take action because they're holding these hearings and people are venting their frustrations. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that these, you know, so-called leaders will actually do anything in relation to all of the evidence they're seeing. What is it going to take to push them forward to action? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't really know. I don't know what can be done. Like, it's one thing to say, Let's push forward for some action. But the real question needs to be a specific thing they can do. Like, what what can we get them to do specifically? Because we can say we want something done, we want something to happen, but we got to be able to come to them with a specific request. You see what I'm saying? I do. So here's here's a specific example. And this is actually, this example is what has got me more concerned about the next steps going forward. Because obviously, you know, people have these accusations of fraud that need to come forward and voice them so that everyone can hear it. Okay, so they did that in Pennsylvania over the last week. And the legislator there had these hearings, just like they did in Arizona. Um, They're doing in Arizona this this week. And they said, "Okay, we we've heard all this testimony. We see that they've you know done these. There's questions about the election integrity, and then they had the opportunity, the legislator did, to halt the certification in the state and halt, um, you know, use the legislative powers to halt the certification and to possibly, you know, halt that process and therefore, you know, flex the muscle, um, put out that possibility that they could send their, their own electors, and then they didn't do anything. They dropped it. They just said, okay, we're not, we're not going to come back to session. So they literally, they had the evidence, they had the opportunity to do something, and then they didn't do anything. Um, and this, it's things like that that have me concerned. You know, it's, it's not, you know, I'm encouraged by the patriots and the people that are coming out, you know, and just normal people, just like, this is a fraud. <laughs> but who are you supposed to tell? Like I tell you and you tell your viewers and your viewers tell their friends and their friends tell me. And it's just like a big circle. We tell the legislators. And at some point, I assume that we're going to tell the judges. And I I hear stories about what happened to um, the election officials in Michigan. The, you know, they, they had the opportunity to halt the certification and they said, Hey, we're not going to certify this. And then people on the left got, you know, made threats, violent threats against these people and their families. In addition to that, you know, the establishment above them are warning these people in the middle, like, don't speak out and, you know, don't keep talking about illegitimate elections. And if you do, then, you know, we're going to threaten you in the future, not with violence, but like you may not get that paid job and you may not get those campaign uh, donations. And, you know, the swamp that exists, you know, we're not going to help you in the future. And so what does it take 
for us to make our leaders motivated. And, you know, I'm using that word loosely, but I mean, like, what does it take for us? What can we do to make our leaders want to take action? You know, what does it take? Well, I got to answer you. I got to jump in. I got to jump in here. We got to be able to actually, we got to be able to come in with a specific request. It's like, okay, we want action to happen. We see some fraud going on. We want you to do X, Y, and Z. You know, all you could do okay. is call them, request. It's all you really can do. Uh, and, and that's pretty much what it is. Now, if people aren't doing what you do, what you want them to do, maybe you could find others that can be voted in at a separate time to come in and replace those that are there that will be able to have certain things that make sense for what you want. But really, it's got to be a specific thing. It can't just be kind of an overarching thing. It's got to be, all right, we want X, Y, and Z to happen. And if anybody has any okay, kind of so evidence, want, if anybody has any kind of, Georgia, oh, wait, 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 wait. If anybody has any kind of evidence that they can bring forward, like independent investigation or whatever, bring that forward and say, okay, we want you to do X, Y, and Z things specifically. But if we don't have that, then we really don't have a lot to be able to bring forward. Okay, X, Y, and Z. So in the state of Georgia, I want the governor, Brian Kemp, to make sure that they do an actual audit of the votes and they match signatures from the ballots to, to the, the, the signatures that are on file. And I feel like the governor there and his secretary of state are dragging their feet. They're not going to pursue that. They're going to do everything they can not to do that. What can we do? What can we all, do? All you really can do, to, all you really can do is just call them requests. That's all you can do. What, what, what else is going to happen? Because nothing else you're going to do is going to make a difference. You can what, you can you can try you, you can try voting, but you, he's you already the governor. Going to work, huh? <laughs> this year, right now, do you think that that's going to work? I mean, like, I don't know if it's going. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work or not. But that's, that's your only option. You you tell me the other option. I truly I don't. I, that's I don't that's know. it. That's all we and really have right now. All, all we can do this is what we have. All we can do is have what we have on the table. And that's pretty much it. And then just wait. We got certain things coming up. You got the electors meeting coming up on like December the 14th or the 15th. And then you got January 7th. That's all, all we can do is what we can do. That's pretty much how it goes, man. So I think that we um, may have a, um, we may have a good outcome from this. But all we can do is just what we can. But thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Keep going, Abiel. All right, now. I appreciate it. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, somebody said martial law. I'm not really sure what that's going to do. Somebody said armed revolt. That ain't going to do nothing. All you're going to do is end up getting going to the penitentiary and getting shot. For what? And then, you know, the thing about people like um, people, people try to say that. But Antifa and them, when they do the armed revolt stuff, all they end up doing is getting hurt, going to the penitentiary, going to jail, paying fines. They don't really get what they want. The The reason why the far left gets what they want is because they vote and they also allegedly are doing the cheating. That's not this whole, you know, we got to be able to get to, to the bottom of the election process and, you know, find smoking guns, find evidence to get that whole thing tightened up. That's what has to happen. When we start getting into the fighting and whatnot, that's not... All that's going that's, that's 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 called civil unrest. That's not going to change an election from one way to the other. That's not how it works. But let me get to the next call. All right, calling line. I'm speaking to six one seven. Hey, what's up, Anthony? What's going on? Hello. Yeah. 
Hey, why, why you why you why you keep changing the stories, man? I, I know the YouTube channel is for you to to. That's your job because that's how you pay your bills. But you can't be changing stories, man. What story? Well, you changed the story about Obama. Um, what happened with Professor Gates? I explained to you. Look, 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 we already, you already didn't, you already didn't call before we talk about the same thing. Wait, you already called said the same thing. So we're not going to do that again tonight. So we can talk about something else. We ain't talking about Skip Gate, so move on. But why you didn't? Sir, listen to me. Listen to me now. Listen, listen, listen to me. We're not talking about Skip Gates. We've had a conversation before. I'm not talking about Skip Gates tonight. So if you want to talk about that, I can move on to the next call and we can just be done. So move on to something else. You know I got the facts, right? You know I got the facts. Okay, second law. Uh, this thing about Obama wanting to defund the police, completely false. Completely false. He, he never was in favor of defunding the police. He's talking about restructuring the police, not defunding the police. So how was how that different? No, it's different because you could restructure the police. For example, uh, in the 80s, we have military police equipment, military equipment that the police was using for... Uh, blowing up doors, and they were using military equipment that was for military tactics. So why you want to use that against civilians? Why you want to use that against civilians? So Obama said, instead, let's use that money and invest it in police community and police intelligence. Then the FBI does. You don't think the FBI blowing up doors? The FBI used intelligence. What they got, they who, got what who we said, Who said anything about blowing up doors? Who said that? Do you want me to repeat it again? No, so but but who? But who did, 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 did I say that? Did, did I say that? No, no, no. But, uh, so what are you talking about then? I'm, I'm trying to explain it, but I'm trying to explain to you so you understand. If we restructure the police, that means the money that they used to buy certain equipment that's military, that is for the military, that was used by police in the 80s during the crack epidemic, that was a terrorizing civilians in the neighborhood, why wouldn't you use the same money and reinvest it in poli community policing <laughs> and police intelligence? Well, wait a minute. You might need some of that stuff because you do have people that actually hurt people that exist. You got terrorists and whatnot that exist in America. Yeah, so, yeah, but that's, you're talking about I mean, you, you got the FBI. So wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So I'm going to just go ahead and talk. So we're talking about police, right? Now, there may be somebody in the city that is up to, up to no good, doing something crazy, terrorists, making bombs, trying to kill people. They might got little kids. They, you know, they're killing people, serial killers and whatnot. They exist. So at a certain point, you might need to blow up their door to go get them out because they're dangerous and they're killing people. And that's, you know, the police might need to do that. You might got SWAT teams that do that. OK, you may not be able to call the federal rallies and make that happen. You might have somebody that's doing that in a neighborhood near you. So why would they take away that and then give it to the community? That made no sense. They didn't say to give it to the community. Dude, I, 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 I'm going to explain it one more time. No, no, no. You don't got to explain it one more time. I heard you the first time. So my point is, why would they take it away? Because they need it. So why, why would they take it away? Number one, I never say that. They say, let's take those and instead buying this military equipment that blowing up doors and using this heavy Military equipment so why, why would they get why would they get rid of that? Sir, sir, you know what police sir, intelligence is, sir, right? sir. Why would they get rid of that? They need it in certain cases. Yes. Well, well, I mean, doesn't mean you have to get rid of it completely. You might reduce the amount of 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 car the, of, of tanks that they use 
A tank. And let's say you buy, you got how, how many you tanks do you see in the street? Is that is that normal? Is it, the, the wait, 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 sir, sir. How many tanks do you just see in the street from police officers who just happen to be roaming around in the tank? Do you just are you on the highway seeing tanks on the road? Is that what happens? What's going on with these tanks you're talking about? Well, why you wanna why you wanna why you wanna use tanks to blowing up those? You said tanks. You brought it up. Why we don't and instead why we don't use police intelligence and tactics so we could extract information <laughs> so what's going on in our neighborhood? Do you know what happened when President Obama went with the chief of police of uh, of Chicago? With, uh, with the mayor and the governor. Do you know what happened in 2015 when they met? Do you, do you know what, no, what happened? Meeting? What happened? Do, do, do you know when Obama wanted to reform the police and, and ask Congress funding for the, for the police? But what did, what did Republicans say after they killed Michael Brown? Do you know? I don't know. You tell me. They say no. The state should provide their own funding for the police. He said the okay. state, that's not federal government and... to be providing funding for the police so who is against the who's against funding the police now is the See, wait a minute wait a minute so you're, you're talking about a thing now i'm gonna just talk because you can't always talk to me on my show when i talk nobody can hear you talking at all um now you're talking about a bill that, that he was trying to pass that had other things in it like what was in the bill that he was trying to pass was it just that or was something else in it too uh, he, he, he said we need he said we need no 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 the question was was there a bill that he was trying to pass and was there anything else in the bill that he wanted to pass because sometimes you may have a bill that has one particular, you know, highlight in it, but I like a hundred other things that are not good that are actually in the bill as well. So was it only, and guess what? When I'm talking, can nobody hear you talk? Was it only just that particular thing in the bill or was there more to it? You're just talking over me though. No, but see, look, I can't talk over you because it's my show. It don't matter what you say. I can talk whenever I want. That's how that works. So the question was, was there anything else in the bill aside from what you mentioned, or was it just that? Was it the bill or no? Yes or no? Ah, young up. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I know what that was. If it was a bill, you can't just say, oh, well, the Republicans ain't want to sign the bill because what else is in the bill? I don't know what's in the bill. You know, just like this whole thing with the virus. You know, the Democrats, they want to put everything up under the sun in the virus bill. And Trump's like, no, let's not do that. Let's pass a bill that's just for virus relief to say, nope, we don't want to do that because we want the pork. And if we don't have the pork, then we don't want it. That's how that goes. All right, let's get to the next call. 770, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 770, hello. Yes, David. All righty, man, what's going on? Hey, not much. Um, just wanted to say that I am happy to find someone on YouTube, um, not only you, but some other channels that actually report the news. I'm tired of all this mainstream media junk <laughs> hmm. um, that uh, doesn't actually report news and they just want to make everything false. Um, yeah, I, I just want to say, hey, um, thank you. And uh, thank you for everything you're doing to put this, put news out there. And uh, just tired of all the junk going around. <laughs> um, and I guess I'm so confused why people want to elect uh, someone like Biden who can't, uh, I don't know, can't keep everything together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, just, it, it confuses confuses me so much that people can't see the truth uh, behind some of these people that they want to elect. And they just blindly vote for, uh, you know, Dems because they're Dems. So, uh, but yeah. <laughs> 
hopefully uh, Trump can do something with his constitution or, or Supreme Court to pull pull something out here. If not, I guess we got to deal with uh, Biden for a few years. But hey, maybe uh, Trump will run in 2024. But yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, quick call. Thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. I really appreciate it. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Keep everything up. Thanks. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Good caller. All right. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. 830, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, sir. This is Irvin. How you doing? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? You call me all guard. Uh, I guess my stream's uh, behind. i am actually been trying to reach out for a while. I appreciate everything you do. Uh, my wife introduced me to your channel and I'm originally from Mexico, but born in the States, and let me tell you that I learned more in your channel and other uh, channels I watched uh, when I went to high school here. You, you're kind of muffled. Am I a speaker? Yes, okay. I took you off. Sorry. All right. We're good. I just, I just said that I've learned more watching your channel than when I went to school. I really appreciate everything you do. Um, I wanted to ask you something. Did you see uh, the news that the Pope was saying that if you don't take the the COVID vaccine, you're not going to go to heaven. Um, I don't know if you're very uh, religious, but I, I just saw that today. <laughs> is, is that real? That's crazy. <laughs> I, I saw it. Uh, my family is Catholic. I was raised Catholic, but uh, I'm not part of that anymore, uh, just for personal reasons. And I, I don't know. I just, it's kind of crazy that they will like push it that far. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe that it could be true, you know, from everything that's happened this year. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it could be because I've seen some crazy things. I've seen some things this year. I thought that I would never see. But here we are. Yeah. I mean, I heard people on other channels talking to the Pope, maybe the Antichrist and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. It just just kind of threw me out of the, you know, out of my normal day. And I was like, well, I could see how that's going to happen this year. Um, but no, thanks for everything you do. Keep it out there. Um you know, I hope you could be doing this or, you know, expand your channel with, I don't know, getting more younger people involved. You know, myself, you know, I was uh, more uh, left wing when I was growing up. I voted for Obama the first time, which I regretted. Uh, like I've learned after I left college, I, you know, started working. I learned more about, you know, what's better for the society. And yeah, I mean, I appreciate everything you do. Keep doing it. You know, I'll keep watching as long as you keep doing videos. All right, thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, thank you. Have a good night. Great call. Excellent call. All right, let's get to some more here. All right, Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Ain't a problem, man. So the Vanderbilt coach lost his job. <laughs> it sure did. Right right, right after the, the, the woke kicker got on the field, he got fired. Yeah, and... I got I heard more information about it from one of the YouTube channels that covered it. And it showed that he already lost the lost the team. And I don't know if he pulled this stunt to try to get the team back. But in the in what they what they talked about is that how they interviewed her, ESPN interviewed her. And she was talking about what happened during the halftime. 
she mentioned how the team, how the team, they looked down, they were celebrating when they get when they got the first down, and she got up and said, "Come on, guys, uh, come on, guys, get up, let's celebrate this." That right there shows that you lost the team. It's nothing wrong with her message, but you first off, you got a woman, and that just got on the team, day one, the team, speaking up. Why isn't the coach doing this? That's a good question. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs> that right there, he deserved to get his to lose his job. Like I said, it's nothing wrong from what she said. It's just that she, it came from the wrong person. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. And also, you could call me misogynist, but leave women out of football. <laughs> that because men needs a place where we can come together and learn how to be like men. Football is wonderful. It's sports in general, but especially football. I mean, the the women they could do things do things behind the scenes. When it comes to the NFL, I probably I won't have an issue if they work in the upper office with the logistics. But when it comes to on the field, that's the men safe space. And liberals love to talk about safe spaces. Leave that safe safe space alone. That's right. Just leave it alone. Let, let, let us have it. Have that for us. Don't don't try to invade it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the black man. When you when the black man has is not in the homes. And this is a good place where boys, black boys, could learn how to be like black men. That's right. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about is the Obama one where he talked about don't say defund defund the police, but he really wants to defund the police. This shows how Obama and I would say liberals, especially under him, are very good at the Trojan horse. Mm. Don't don't be blunt like the like the new liberals that's that's coming out like the AOCs and the Ilhan Omar. Say something that could get that that could get people emotionally invested, and then come out the Trojan horse. That's why Black Lives Matter been been successful because it's so broad. And if somebody asks you, "What don't, what does Black Lives Matter?" I mean, what, what can you say when you don't when you have something broad and you don't know the true meaning of it until you get emotionally invested? Same thing with the with the Democrat social uh, socialists, they put the dem- they put the word Democrat in in front of socialism socialism, mm-hmm. and then they say that well, don't you want to help people? Well, of course you want to help people, but what they don't want to tell you is that well, we're going to take away the business and anything that you owe that makes money, and take away from you so you can stop making money and give it to the people. That's right. So it's like yeah. now I'm I'm losing my freedom because you want to help others. Well, can I keep my freedom? No, that's that's not part of the game. So <laughs> I think that's not really a good deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, thanks for taking my call. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, bye. All right, great call from my man Victor. 
And thank you all again for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video, share the video, all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that right now. And click the bell as well so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. The number to call 434-658-1220. A64, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? A64, hello. Yeah, hey, boss. And what's going on? Alrighty. I called back a couple of months ago before the election and was telling you about Jim Clyburn. I could, he could not put a sentence together, but he's actually the one that put Biden over the top of the primaries in the state of South Carolina. Do you remember the call? Um, no, I don't remember the call, but I'm familiar with Clyburn and that whole situation. Just so a couple of weeks ago, you put out uh, last week, you put out the video about Clyburn complaining about not enough black cabinet members. Mm-hmm. Clyburn don't even know who's running for president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the funny thing about it. They they told him who to stand up there and, and talk about. Okay, so I just wanted to say the caller before that were from North Carolina that was talking about Tim Scott being a good politician, Tim Scott is a great person. Yeah. He is a, he's a great person, and he's a South Carolina native, and I'm proud of him. He's doing a great job. Absolutely. And I think you're doing a great job, too. And the uh, I believe we had a, uh, I don't know, maybe a, just a few minutes ago, we may have had a caller that, that's the reason we put up the wall that wants to argue. And <laughs> I think he may be, uh, uh, ABC alphabet soup. And I don't even know if he's, uh, eligible to vote. So that's the type person that we need to be looking out for. Definitely. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for taking my call. ABL. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Great show. Thank you. All right. Good call. Good call. Let's go. 956 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. I'm Jeff. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Good, good. Um, a couple of live streams back, I just wanted to say there's this person that you had on that was concerned about how um, – they were concerned about how quickly or how slowly this thing was going on with, with, uh, trying to get a hold of, or trying to, uh, make this, this, this lawsuit against these people that are doing wrong. Here's the problem. I happen to know, well, my best friend is, is, uh, he's an agent and, uh, they caught someone who was dirty. It took more than a year and uh, to build the case, and the reason why is because they wanted to make it stick. That's quite important. So that's exactly what they're doing here. So for everyone who's disenfranchised or worried, they should not be so worried. They're building the case, and it needs to happen this way. Otherwise, it ain't going to stick. 
it's either going to work or it's not. So I just want to lay that out there and uh, rest assured, everybody, that it's they're working on it. You know what I mean? That's right. Absolutely. That's all I wanted to say. Take care, brother. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. All right. Good call. All righty. And shout out to all the callers. You guys have been great tonight. Fantastic calls. Let me see. Let me go ahead and restart Skype. There we go. All righty. Skype caller, what's going on? Hey. Hey, ABL. How you doing, man? It's James hey. in Tokyo. How you been? Uh, everything's been good, man. How about yourself? All right. All right. I've been sitting here watching the the Senate hearings in there. <laughs> it's yeah. good entertainment. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think you can see them on CNN. I haven't seen any coverage whatsoever. Oh, you're not. It's, it's going to be covered very lightly by the media at all. Yeah, if 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 anything. I was uh, uh, actually listening to Louder with Crowder. I don't know if you guys like him or not. He can be pretty crass at times. <laughs> but Well, I mean, he's, he's you know funny, but not necessarily the best... Uh, the best family show, anyway, right. I should say. Right, I understand. Yeah, at, yeah, at any rate, um, he was making some pretty good points. Uh, there are a lot of arguments, right, uh, coming from the right sometimes that uh, are solid that the news ignores. There are a lot of them that aren't, and we need to really kind of be careful how we're doing that. But then you have guys uh, like Tucker who had said, you know, why, why isn't Powell coming on my show, you know, and complaining about that. Um like the last caller just said, it takes a long time. A federal case like this can take a long time. The problem is we don't have time on our side, right? Yeah, that's 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 the issue. You know, people they want results right away, but I have to remind people, uh, the whole yeah. r- the whole Russia thing took three years. This this is years of going back and forth to court. A- any kind of court battle, yes, they say it's going to be speedy and whatnot. Well, define speedy. We're talking about speedy in relation to the the whole uh, time of man. Ex- existence on planet earth maybe it's needed to have a case that's going to last 10 years but in reality these court cases drag on for years they do and um you know what was it uh donald trump jr had gone to lunch someplace and one of the guys on crowder said this is like and they had that in the news for like three years and you just it's just not applicable what the media wants to show what they can sell what sells clicks and then a lot of people are just deciding it's obviously not trustworthy. We need to start getting our news or whatever uh, in other ways. And so obviously your show is is blowing up. I mean, what, you've got you know, like 1,300 people watching right now. That's actually low today. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. YouTube has kind of, been kind of weird lately. It, it, it's, they figured out who you are. <laughs> but it, it, it do that every now and again, but it'll be fine. Yeah, well, I don't know. I hope, you're, I hope your uh, viewership gets gets up there. People need to see this. Uh, there's a there's a lot of information that's not getting not getting out to the right people and people need to know this because they're okay concerning okay for instance sorry him and Han here for instance in your in your title today you're talking about Linwood woke Nasdaq Vanderbilt Dallas restaurant Obama statements I haven't heard any of that yet I have no clue what's going on we don't wow. get all that over here wow. Nothing. And 
if you want good news, I mean, or to know what's going on, I really have to like listen to you, Crowder, uh, you know, a couple of guys who are Tim Pool. They won't talk about it otherwise. I have no idea. So, wow. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Keep keep up the good work, dude. Well, thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, man. Take care of yourself. Everybody stay safe. All right now. See you. Great call from my man over in Tokyo. All right, Mitz Girl POV, what's happening? Hi, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. It's all good. Thank you. So um, today you were talking about Obama and Christians and stuff. And so I touched on Obama last week as well when I called in. But I wanted to know... What I have, one thing I have a hard time understanding is for people on the left who are Christian, they oftentimes, uh, you know, think they're, you know, great loving Christians and stuff. But how do they reconcile the fact that um, the Democrats are, you know, for abortion <laughs> and things like that? Like, how do we, I, I don't understand how they're, how they can reconcile those things. What are your thoughts on that? That's a very good question because I've had that debate before and they, they kind of like dance around the topic. They they, they want to <laughs> avoid it. They don't really want to answer it because I'll get into it. I'm like, all right, you, you, you tried about voting for Biden. How do you feel about abortion? And then they, just, they, try, they try to like deflect it. Oh, you, you're pro death penalty. How do you feel about that? Nah, nah, nah. It's, it's always like an argument they don't really want to address. So they, they're conflicted with how they feel because they don't really want to talk about it, but they feel like is what they have to do. It's a it's a it's a thing about tradition. It's really weird talking to them. It 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 is because it's like, you know, well I believe that the Bible, you know, is I do believe in the Bible. I myself am a Christian and if we're for I believe that if we're for the Bible, if we're for God, then we're not for abortion. I think people on the left tend to look at abortion kind of like a form of birth control and stuff like oopsies. I made a mistake. No, 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 no. You didn't oopsies and make a mistake. You should have, you should have kept your stuff. You know what? So, um, I just would like more people on the left to kind of really think about certain principles that, you know, they, they definitely push out there and try to reconcile that with, you know, with God and what they believe, you know, what God wants us to do and how he would like for us to look at things. So, yeah, well, thank you so much for taking my first video call in. <laughs> thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. All right, thanks. Take care. God bless. All right, a shout out to Mixed Girl POV. She has a channel right here on the YouTubes, and that's Mixed Girl POV. All righty, let me get to the next call here. Four two three, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hammer. Well, actually, my name's Jack, but I go by Hammer. I just called in to say that Trump will win because God's on his side, and if the devil has his way, and Joe Biden wins, we the people need to stand up and take our country back. I'm right, man. I'm with you. That's all I had to say. I just want to say hi, Anthony, and I love your show. And Great job. Keep up the good work, and God bless you. Right, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good night. 
All righty. Great calls tonight. Fantastic calls. And I thank all y'all for being here. You guys are the best. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here live with me. So we're going to see a few things happening as a result of all these hearings and whatnot. And it's just a matter of time. You know, that's, that's, all, that, that's all that it is. It's a matter of time. So we'll we'll see we'll we'll see how all these things go how all these things go. All right, I had a call right there. Hold on, let me just restart Skype right quick, and then we can get right back into it. It's every now and again Skype wants to act up and it's not letting stuff happen the way it's supposed to. Hold on, let's try this. Three, two, one. You're allowed. How much speaker to? Hey, what's up? It's Tony. All right, man. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, like John Voigt said, we're being taken over by a leftist mob. It's just ridiculous, man. We're going to be under communist rule. It's a total joke. Um, yeah, I don't agree with any of it. I hope Trump can pull this off, man. That's what I'm praying for. Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's the ultimate goal, just just to pull it off. And I think that people are coming forward, whistleblowers, risking their life, risking a lot of different things, risking their reputations to come forward to you know Absolutely. let everybody know what's happening and you know we got to keep on going we can't just some people just want to kind of get discouraged and say i'm done i'm not going to do it now we got to keep fighting and got to keep on going got to keep voting got to keep doing what we do and i think that at yeah. the end of it the the right thing that to happen will prevail yeah and if, if, if we stop here if we let this go what's going to happen in four years we're never going to see another republican in the white house that's right exactly I mean, and and I'm and you're 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 talking to a former liberal atheist turned Christian. So oh, wow. this country, yeah, it's a total joke, man. And to the last caller with abortion, you know, if we found life on another planet, scientists would call that life, but they don't consider life in the womb. That's not life. So exactly. I mean, you could take the world, the, all the greatest minds in the world, and put them in the lab, and they couldn't produce one single living cell. So, I mean, I consider life precious, and from God. That's right. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, amen. And I hope Trump can pull this off, man. And to all the weak Republicans that are on, on, on his side, man, they should be ashamed of themselves. That's just horrible what's going on, what they're doing to this man, the greatest president we ever had. So, yeah. God bless you, ABL. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. God bless. Wow. Great call. <laughs> I mean, straight to the point, straight to the juggler. And I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, we got to have more of that. We got to have more of that type of, you know, that type of the attitude, type of spirit, for sure. That's what we need in the country. And no doubt about it. All right. Let me go back to the comments over here. All right. Hold on. Let me see. Let's go. All right. We got one right here. Hey, 443 in line, I'm speaking to. Hey, how you doing, ABL? My name's Alex. All right, man. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to ask you a question. What did you think Sydney Powell meant when she was talking about release the Kraken? I don't know. I, you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm trying to, like, figure it out. Yeah, well, that's cool because I, I was thinking, um, listening to your other calls when they're talking about the CIA, um, on um, what's his name show uh, officer uh, Tatum, uh, he had an interview with this dude named Lieutenant General Mc, uh, McClinley, 
and they said that the Kraken is actually, if you look it up, it's the 305 intelligence group called the Kraken. What they do, they find treasonous people, and they lock them up and stuff. So I just found that real interesting. Um, you know, that if, if this is true, that we're actually going to war against each other, like behind the scenes. So I just want to know what you thought about that. I mean, that's a possibility. But, you know, I don't know a lot about it, but it's a possibility for sure. All right. And then once, uh, let's say once uh, Trump wins the, the election, I think the left-wing media is like, from you know, trying to lie and say that Trump uh, is making false claims and all this. So everybody on the left who doesn't look at shows like yours and the right, when he wins, they could be like, okay, Trump stole the election. And it's going to be like, oh, like maybe possibly a war. Oh, you know what? I, I was thinking that from the beginning. I don't, I don't know about the war part because a lot of people on that side ain't really trying to fight. You know, they, most, most they're going to do is kind of screech into their phone. They're not really about fighting. You got some of these Antifa types that are always going to be out there fighting about something. That's not going to be anything different. But I think that they're trying to get people, you know, into a state where they are really fighting, trying to, mo trying to motivate them to fight because they've been hyping it up for so long. You know, Biden's a president. He won. Trump lost. And they, they keep hyping it up, hyping it up, hyping it up. And then when it goes the other way, how are they going to be able to explain it? And how are they going to be able to contain the emotions of those that have been hyped up by the media? And I also think that by them doing this, they're going to put people in an emotionally depressed state, those that follow them. And they're going to keep watching them to get like more reassurance and to feel better. It's, it's, it's a dangerous game they're playing, but I feel like it's about money. Which is which is pretty pretty slimy, but I'm not surprised that they would do a thing like that. Right, that's 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 crazy. That's that's what I'm worried about as far as exactly what you just said. Is like this thing could be possibly worse than George Floyd as far as the the riots and then you know come maybe coming out into the county and all that stuff. Uh huh. But um, I definitely appreciate you. I appreciate you picking up and uh you know give me a little second to talk to you, man. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night, man. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Great call. Yeah, I was thinking that from the beginning. Like they would, they're they're, they're amping these this whole thing up about Joe Biden trying to be the next president, whatever, whatever. They're they're amping it up, and when it goes the other way, then it's going to be a problem. Then then it's going to be a serious problem. So yeah, you, you definitely you don't want that to be the case. But that's that's what people. Either it's going to be them out there in the street screeching and whatnot, or it's going to be something else that we don't want. All right, let me get to the next call here. 615, you're in line, I'm speaking to you. 615, hello? hello? Yes. Hey, ABL. Yes, sir, what's going on? Oh. This is uh, JD. I live up in the Hermitage, actually. Um, yeah, I watch the show all the time, actually, on the way to work every morning. Uh, just had a couple of comments, actually. I thought it was hilarious, your coverage on the uh, the Power Five, you know, woman's biggest missed kick in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I actually told my wife, I was like, it's the same thing as if a WNBA player got in the NBA and passed the ball inbounds to the wrong player. I mean, it's the same thing. That's right. Absolutely. Um, and actually, uh, I work at the uh, DMV, and I always find it so ironic 
because I always have these uh, BLMers and defund the police, uh, you know, mask wearing people come in and they are getting their concealed carry permits. Ah. I just think it's so ironic that these leftists, they vote left, but they come in to get their carry permits, which is, you know, how how can you be anti-gun, but then come in and get your carry permit? That's that's hilarious, but not surprised, not surprised at all. And, you know, the funniest part is a lot of them are frustrated when you got to go through a waiting period, like in California, where you had the waiting period to get your gun. They're frustrated, like, I can't get a gun right now. I was like, nah, remember, you said you wanted the waiting period, the background check. That's what you said, so now you got to go through it. They thought that it didn't exist, but they found out the hard way that it did exist. Oh, yeah, it, it blows their mind when I tell them it's going to be about three months before they get that carry permit in the mail. Right. They don't understand that or understand why. Exactly. It's like, well, hello, sir, uh, <laughs> your TBI background check has to clear. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, man, I, I really do appreciate you doing what you're doing. My wife's parents actually live right down there in Chattanooga in Cleveland. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I just happened upon you from watching B. Tatum and Jericho Green, and I, I really appreciate what you're doing, man. Keep it up. You're the man. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, all right. Be good. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, I, I was saying about the, uh, the California people, when all the stuff was going on with the virus and everybody was buying everything, they bought toilet paper, guns ammo whatever they could get their hands on right they're preparing for the end of the world preparing for zombie land so i guess when zombie land happens you gotta get toilet paper and whatnot that's the first course of action but anyway um the liberals are being lying trying to get a gun and they're trying to get it right away but it's like nah remember you said we need to have comprehensive background checks and the wait period and all this and that and you can't get your gun so now they gotta go through the whole process, and they're and they're and they're totally just flabbergasted. And I did a video a few years ago. That's probably one of my biggest videos about the journalist, the liberal guy that tried to prove that it was easy to get a gun, and anybody can just go on the street, go to the store, and get it. And he failed his background check, and he couldn't get it because he had a domestic violence charge in the past for beating his wife. <laughs> it's like, fam, you you're just proving your own narrative right there. But I digress. Um, let me get to the next call here. Hold on. Oh, I can't, I can't take two calls on the night. I'm sorry, boss. Now, matter of fact, now you straight. Okay. We good. Eight, three. Oh, you don't lie. I'm going to speak it to you. Hey, ABL. What's going on, brother, man? It, it ain't too much, man. What's going on? Uh, you know who it is. <laughs> what, what is, this? is it Nick Taylor? Yeah. What's, what's going on, man? <laughs> Oh, man, how you been, bro? I've been following you, but I've just been running around so much. You know what I mean? You know how I go. I, I know how it is, man. man. So what are we going to have to do to get you to run for a uh, uh, state representative for the state of Tennessee? I, I don't know, man. People keep asking me. That's like a constant question. I don't know. If if I feel like I need to, people keep saying it, I might have to go in and do it. Well, hey, and, and you know it's a whole bunch of us behind you. You know that. Cause yeah. you gotta have a sight. You gotta have a silent majority behind you. But man, this whole thing. This is a royal. We're literally watching the royal scam. I know I ain't telling you nothing new. We're literally watching the royal scam live and in living color. 
Yes, for sure. I mean, yeah, li- literally. I mean, on, on lot and on on TV. You know, when you see the no evidence, no evidence, but people keep coming out. The evidence. This guy, my truckload. They took the trailer. I took uh, ballots across state lines, which is illegal. Uh, you know, a truckload from New York to Pennsylvania. The machine counting dead bodies. The machine. Go- what are you talking about? No. Uh, thing you did you see the thing about the uh, giving the gift cards to the people to uh, Native Americans in Nevada for their vote? The yeah, twenty five dollar gift card. I heard about that. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. But uh, man, uh, this thing and the restaurant thing, everybody done that. That look. <clears throat> I, I'm gonna leave the restaurant thing alone, man, because something. Some th- look, uh, we have a better chance of teaching a, vi- a fish how to ride a bicycle than to get certain classes of people to act right. And I'll just leave that at that. And I'll go on to this, then I get out your hair, bruh. Biting him uh, 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 finds a way to get his tax plan past the Senate. What are all these people going to do when they run out of our money? Uh, it's going to be a problem. Because <laughs> once you print money, don't think now, now you're getting, now you're getting into hyperinflation. Don't think people got to do is uh, Google Vi- the Weimar, Weimar Republic. It, it's pronounced like a V, but it's spelled with a W. That's the way Germany does it. But uh, 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 hyperinflation, Weimar Republic. And see where that see where that takes you. Yeah, and, and see and see, you, and see, the, see 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 where the next step after Weimar is. They ain't ready. No, they're not ready. I mean, let's be real. And I'm not taking a poke. You think the guy whose wheels on his car cost more than his car, <laughs> or the girl with the fake this and that and other, or the one that's doing you know doing got the Carolina lean on his pickup truck? Do you think? They are prepared for what comes after. Not at all. Not in the least. They'd they be totally shocked. Just like um, uh, Yuri Bezmanov said, they won't be prepared. They won't believe it until the boot crashes their head. They're like, what, what, what's going on? Where am I? Like, nah, this is what you wanted. This is what we, we warned you. We told you. and You didn't listen. Now you got it. Enjoy it. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I already got family members because, you know, well, you know where I'm at and you know where I'm from. But, yeah, but uh, I got family members. Well, man, if this thing come, man, we leaving Detroit and coming down. And no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you stay there. You ask for it. So I'm supposed to bail you out. And no, you know, <laughs> dude, no. The answer is no, sorry, and get off my phone. And when this thing go back, trust me, and my phone number will be changed. Oh, and this number you see here, bro, the 210 number, I got rid of it. This number that you see on your caller ID, yeah. this this is this is this is my number. This this my this my cell number. Got you. But um okay, but uh man, bro, this is, look when when it's time to burn, when it's time to go. These people are going to be lost. A lot of small businesses are going, they're going away already. A lot of them are going away already. And I still say, 
I proved myself right. I was hoping I was wrong. I remember when I done the video on it saying I was hoping I was wrong, but looked like I was right. In my opinion, COVID does exist, just like the flu exists, you know, just like, you know, the pneumonia exists and all kind of other, some man-made, some not, but I agree it exists, just not to the degree that they pump it. ABL, we got to keep the people indoors. We got to force mail-in ballots because that way we can manipulate the vote a heck of a lot easier between Dominion and mail-in ballots. We can uh, manipulate the vote. If anybody want to really believe that Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama, <laughs> 80 what Baracus Maximus there is no way in heck that Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama I, and he didn't campaign no can't stay, stay, campaign. stay in this house yeah. I mean look you ought to know when you're being had so, but hey, but one thing, and I'm and I'm gonna holler at you later, and I see the ones that's popping me up. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm looking at the chat, bro. One thing coronavirus did do is it made a lot of people show their hands. A lot of people that you may have thought was quote unquote normal or on your team or clear thinking, it's then proved. It's then, it's then, the veil has been removed, and now you know who to keep out of your camp and who to keep in your camp. If it ain't done nothing else, it's then showed us that, bruh. It's then showed, made people show their true self. Be good. Uh, uh, be safe. Tell tell the missus I said hello, brother, man. Will do, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. You got it, bruh. Bye. Always a great call from Nick Taylor. Always, always. He's right on point. Can't say nothing about that one right there. But people are going to be shocked, you know, They and, and when they see it, when these people, when, when they ask for certain things to happen and things go down, they're going to be totally shocked when it actually does happen. All right, call it on line. I'm speaking to 757. Hey, this is Lively. All right, what's going on? Um, Nothing much. I wanted to speak, like, in general about the left and what we experienced with the election. So I wanted to share this scripture speaking about these people. So I'm going to read in Proverbs chapter four, verse 16. It says, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. So we know just how vile these people are and it's not just on the left but it's mainly from the left side and it's like they cannot sleep they cannot go about their day unless they do something um you know this wicked and sinister against people who are standing on the truth and those who are standing for the freedom of americans so the common factor like with everything that's going on I would say they're building a culture of not, you know, holding their own selves accountable. So it's a lack of accountability. 
and lawlessness. These are the like the main roots of this culture that they're trying to build. And they're putting it under the disguise of, oh, this is woke culture. And they're redefining words and they're trying to talk down on people who think for themselves. And, um, you know, I'm just glad to see many people standing up against these blatant lies and narratives, trying to make it seem like, oh, America is such a, such a racist country. And um, I wanted to speak real quick on the, the whole Dallas situation with that owner. Yes. At first, I was just criticizing the women for them getting up and dancing. But when you mentioned how the DJ was in there and he's playing certain kinds of music, I'm like, okay, no. Both of them were in the wrong. Like those women, those ladies, whatever, they, they have to realize where they are, even if that kind of music is playing. Like you don't just do that. You don't just get up and then just show off in that way. It's a time and a place for everything. And then the fact that the DJ is in there, he's sending these club vibes. Like what do you expect? If he's doing things for the culture and for the people supposedly, he should also know what comes. If you play certain songs, you're going to get certain reactions more likely than not. So um, somebody said they think that was a whole scam just for people to, um, like, come into his restaurant and for him to get, you know, more props and stuff. And I'm believing that might be so because they also said um, the owner turned around and apologized for his statements, and I feel like he should not have done so. Um, this society or this culture of, you know, being free from anybody trying to tell them, okay, what's right and what's wrong. Like, I don't know. I kind of lost my thought, but it's just so much going on and so much that you can't say. So <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot going on. That's all I wanted on. to um, speak on. Well, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. All righty. Great call. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. That'll be a wrap for the calls. I got super chats on deck, and then I'm going to wrap it on up, put the bow on the top. Thank you all for joining. I'll be back live again Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's 11 p.m. Eastern. I do. I talk for about the first hour or so, and then I take calls in the final couple of hours of the show. And again, thank you all for joining. Super chats on deck, and then I'm wrapping on up. Let me see. Shout out to, um, where was that at last? Um, let me see. Oh, Bear Bait says, ABO, the Great Reset is a new world order, and Justin Trudeau was in on it. Thank you to Matthew, who says, hold on. Matthew says, don't worry about not knowing what the Great Reset is about. I'm sure I have to use the VPN in Canada to tell you about it in 2021. Wow. Thank you to Richard Baranowski, who says, I'm so sick of hearing George Floyd's name. Seriously, Pope John Paul II got buried in a wooden crate, yet a thug got buried in a golden casket, liberal morals in a nutshell. That's deep. <laughs> That's super deep. Thank you to Rebecca Holly for your donation. Shout out to Bearbait, who says, I'm going to put a mask over my speedometer and tell the cops I was being as safe as I could. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, thank you to Mandatory Carry, who says, hashtag keep fighting. 
Uh, shout out to Wolfgang Dio who says, if there is such a thing, such, such fraud in battleground states, how much fraud is and has been in the others? What if California actually was red this year? That's a very good question. People might just take it for granted that California is blue, but there could be massive voter fraud. Who knows? Because we've seen the Trump rallies in Hollywood, in Beverly Hills, California. Okay, we, we've seen it. So what's with it going on? Very good question. Um, let me see. Bearbait says, I heard about the troops going to Germany for something to do with Dominion, but I saw it on Parlor and it looked like fake news. I'm not sure. Yeah, I have no idea about that. Shout out to 45 Trump 2020 for the fist bump donation. Shout out to Mitch Girl POV who says, Hi, ABL. How do I do a video call with you? I added you as a contact on Skype. I'm trying to do a video call now. Thanks and blessings. Were you able to figure it out? I'm glad you're able to do it. I got to get you on the camera next time, but it, it wasn't acting right tonight. Shout out to Aaron Verilla. I know I threw your name up. No, sorry. Don't blame me, Blender White Man. Says, I just want to say, I'm not Ivan's son. <laughs> P.S. I do not agree with Ivan. Uh, shout out to Carrie Jordan for becoming a member of the ABL squad. Thank you to Charles Hunter Jr. who says, everyone make sure you go attend your state's capital. Your state capital stop to steal on Saturday if you can. For those of us in lockdown states, we must go. Thank you to Victor. Is that Victor right there? V. Taylor for the donation. Shout out to Mike Sapolo who says, ABL, thanks for everything you do. Ain't no problem, man. Thank you for what you do in your donation. Shout out to Bolt versus Windshield who says, I love your channel and live chats. You take live, you take live feedback from America, and that is not done today. Amazing. Reality has a friend in ABL. Thank you for that. Thank you to G Holster who says, I love your work. I also love your hat, by the way. I appreciate that. Mitch Girl POV says, thank you for taking my call tonight and for the shout out for my new channel. May God continue to richly bless you. Thank you. I appreciate you for that one. And shout out to Nada Boy who says, if dead people can vote, what if votes were cast in uh, Jehovah's Witnesses' names? They don't vote. Converts previously registered. They never check. 1 in 273 is Jehovah's Witness. That's a very good point. There, there's so much fraud and whatnot going on throughout this entire election. It, it just makes sense to look at it, but these people aren't doing it. And I think they don't want to because they want to have the, the thing be the way they want. But hopefully we could get through uh, a lot of these hearings and whatnot and get to a, enough to bring to the table and have things go the other way. We'll see. We got some deadlines or some big, some some milestones, I should say, coming up. You got uh, mid-December, electors meet, and I think January 7th, there's more elector action. I'm not sure what the exact thing is in January, but we got some, um, some milestones to reach, and we're going to see what happens. We're going to keep seeing more information come out, and it's not going to be over until the fat lady sings. We're going to see more and more and more and more come out, and it's not going to be over. We're going to keep on having it. So that's all I got for tonight. Thank you for all the um, the callers, all the super chatters, all the mods. I've seen Nick Taylor in there. Zedicious Kane Sword. Uh, Rapper 10,000. Charles Turner Jr. Thank you for what you do. Everybody, you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. But I got to go ahead and wrap it on up. I will see you all again live on Saturday. And of course, tomorrow with pre-recorded videos. But until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.